0: From TMP to TTNG For sure the cure and those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon And Remo Christie from drive. Mineral snowing high-tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore.
1: episode 64 of the e-word this is kyle i'm in madison wisconsin i'm joined by a bunch of people over in texas i'll start with ellie how goes it kyle just like nodded because he just assumes that
2: i have some rambling opening monologue <laughs> <a> <laughs> that's uh, true did you did you did Did everyone watch godzilla vs kong yet no you, my, all my we friends got together
3: it, over Discord. yes
4: but I, I feel
3: very confident in saying that yes i watched it even though we <laughs> yeah. did not we left about 30 minutes on the end shit then you missed
2: like some of the raddest parts of that movie i, I know i heard I mean... that
3: i need to go back and and watch the final big fight scene because that was obviously the best parts of the movie <laughs> it was just the fight just... scenes were pretty cool yes yes uh the, we were just the...
5: sucked in by all the the intense family drama <laughs> No, they they scrubbed all that out it, for for I think what? for the better. They like, they, it,
2: they did. They turned yeah. it into more of like this ridiculous like schlocky comic book. Thing. I mean, I don't, what, with, yeah. I don't know what
5: y'all were watching, but I was enamored.
3: You were, Jake was very drawn in.
4: <laughs> I saw Elon Musk tweet about it, and that's all I needed to know to not watch it <laughs> based on what he said on it. I was like, yeah, I'm good.
2: <laughs> I just think it's crazy that it's like it's it, one. It's the highest grossing movie of the whole pandemic. Lots of people actually went to the movie theater to go see it and two just people keep keep tweeting about it and i know that the last couple MonsterVerse movies were very were very popular but i i didn't see as many people talking about it and it still kind of felt like kaiju movies were just like for weirdos like me who liked watching men in rubber suits beat the shit out of each other i don't know it's a weird it's a weird bittersweet vibe to see like this be like the probably the highest grossing kaiju movie of all time. I don't know. I don't actually have anything interesting to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid talking about Delaware. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, I, don't I, know. I mean, I feel like I
3: it, was, it was. It was definitely has like a, a childish vibe to it, where it feels very much like playing with toys. Like it, it like the whole, like a, a lot of the fight scenes, they could you know pivot or like pan back, and it's like a kid playing with action figures. And then a movie really starts. And it's like, oh, this makes sense. You know, it has that feel through it. So I don't like that as, like, far as, like, a long run for monster movies. But for this one, it's, like, we know it's Godzilla. You know it's King Kong. You just want to see them fight. So the fact that they do it in, like, really high rendering detail, like, broad daylight, just, like, punching and, like, tackling and fucking destroying buildings. It's, like on that aspect it was pretty good like yeah. everything else about it or the and the sound was pretty cool uh i liked the way yeah i think
5: what ellie's saying is
3: they sold out
2: no no <laughs>
3: they, <had> it, they <laughs> sold out yeah There used to be like this indie thing <laughs> like it was just 2014 godzilla
2: a24
6: <laughs>
2: godzilla the weird thing is that all the Godzilla movies, really all the monster all the monsterverse movies because uh Kong Skull Island too, they were all directed by like indie directors. Like this yeah. one was directed by Adam Wingard who did uh th- he did like a segment for VHS and he did Blair Witch and he did Your Next. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your Your Next and The Guest are kind of like oddballs I feel like in his filmography because now since he's been doing these bigger movies it's just like
6: Right. Some of the right.
3: worst like Death Note Blair Witch is like those are two of like the yeah, worst. Yeah, he's like he has also sold his soul, yeah. Um <laughs>
2: but and then the last one Michael Doherty directed King of the Monsters and then he did Trick or Treat like 10 yeah. years ago. And then the first one was directed by Gareth Edwards who did like an indie kaiju movie called Monsters. I think the Kong movie was directed by the the guy who did movie called kings of summer or something like that um i'm not i'm not sure but i know it was like a like a like a sundance kind of movie but i just think it's weird that they took like these indie kind of kind of guys and then put them in charge of like these huge blockbusters we should
3: introduce our guests now probably (laughs) oh Oh, no we don't have to do that at all we can just keep talking it's fine I think people know who I am just off my voice, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally I'm kidding. pretty.
5: I'm pretty
4: famous, you know. All
1: right. This is the record setter episode, um, so we got a bunch of people spread out of two places, so I'll let y'all introduce yourselves so we can get familiar with the voices.
4: I'm Kyle. I play, I play guitar, the, I guess, lead guitar stuff, and I am in Denton. I'm Judy. I play guitar as well,
3: and... Uh, Sing, I'm also in Denton, a little bit, oh, just a little bit away from are Kyle. We, are we all gonna say where?
5: <laughs> yes. Say, say where you're where at. Sitting, say where you're sitting at. Sitting next to. You. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm Jacob. I'm Judy's sibling, and uh, I play I play drums in Record Setter, and I live in the bedroom next door to hers in Denton.
2: I'm I'm not I'm not in Denton, but I was kind of close to Denton this weekend. I went up to Dinosaur Valley.
6: Oh, oh okay. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. I uh, I waded into the water and put my foot inside of a dinosaur track. Which yeah, was, I was gonna uh, say
3: it's probably wet, huh?
2: Yeah, it was like a, a spiritual experience. Totally for me. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to the kaiju thing.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they were appreciation real. for it.
2: Yeah, at one point Godzilla Saurus did walk the earth. That is what Godzilla canonically evolved from. Uh-huh. Is the Godzilla-
6: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no, you guys are laughing. That's a thing. That's like a real thing that is explained in in the movies in the seventies.
3: <laughs> I don't remember that. Either. Oh, nice. I haven't seen. I'm not a huge monster movie person. I like uh, what is it? Destroy all monsters? Uh, yeah, the like, movie. I like the fifties. Yeah. I like the ones in the fifties, kind of. But it's definitely just kind of watching the miniatures and, and that. kind. Of, I, I just like that charm of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So we're going to talk about <laughs> record setter stuff in this episode as well as run through some news that's accumulated throughout the couple of episodes. Um, okay. Speaking of those episodes, we put out the episode with Brandon from Home is Where a couple of weeks ago yep um we
3: listened to that on yeah. the way back from chicago actually oh nice <laughs> yeah we all listen to the at least definitely me and kyle i i mean i i think i've heard every episode maybe a couple i've dropped but mm-hmm. i've listened i've I've listened to y'all since way back Wait. back when we were and, at the,
1: t- the tmz of emo
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. That, those were my favorite, favorite episodes, like zero and one and two. Like, I, it was like, this is great. Like, it was, it so was just, and then I uh, just when they were Discord just and talk with Ellie more about it after. <laughs> <laughs> and now
2: and now my Reddit and my Discord are both deleted. Wow. I like, <laughs>
3: I, I can remember the last time I got on my songs by Judy account. I have like a trash account. I just kind of scroll through sometimes every once in a while. But yeah i I think it was like well before we put out I owe you nothing that I kind of popped back on and I literally posted i i posted something like hey been a while like we're about to put out some stuff like whatever <laughs> and a couple of people said something like like responded like they knew like like who I was which was weird because it had been like four years yeah uh, right but so yeah it turn. was um I think that was the last time I just can't remember when that was. So funny to think about how much time I used to spend on our emo, though, back in the day. Uh,
2: I will say, right before I nuked my account, I did finally take listen to the subreddit's official podcast, the E word, out of the sidebar.
6: Damn. <laughs> I, was like,
2: I was like, that's been sitting there for too long. Too long. Yeah. I need to cut this umbilical cord once and <laughs> for all.
1: Just sever it. It's fine.
2: I was just saying, you have a question here about our emo, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, just because in the, <laughs> like somewhere in the in the stereo gum article, there yeah. was a lot of like Reddit talk, which is funny.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know why I always end up talking about it, but it was just like it was such a part of like when we put out purge. It was like it just our emo just kind of became like this thing, and we met people like actually in Denton, uh, Dan from Sylvania. Uh, specifically was like the first person and his partner maritza runs a house ran a house venue casa de monstruos and they were like awesome and they immediately were like we want to put you on shows and we had never met them before because they're like a kind of different wave of bands and stuff from when we were a little bit more active before and so like through them we met all these like younger bands and stuff and we played a show with like mall cops and then the next show we played, we played with Prince Daddy, and everyone is like, oh, yeah, they're on our emo, and blah, blah, blah. And so it's just like, oh, okay. So it just kind of seemed like this thing. And then it was like other bands that people talked about on, on Reddit and stuff. This so it would have been like 2016. 2017. It would have been 2017. Well, the Purge came out in 2017,
5: but like the, sh- the like, introduction to that stuff started happening. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah. yeah. we yeah. kind of released
3: That is show. true. We, we had a couple shows before we really. Yeah cuz we're also we're old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all 40 actually. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that <laughs> just, that like is like this. the ideal place to start because it's like when I first went to your or revisited your Bandcamp page last year around like the recent, the release of the album. It's like your first music on there goes back to 2014, which is like like it's not unheard of, but like when you're putting out your first major release, like usually your first like scrappy project is like two or three years before but y'all go back like to 2014
3: yeah this has remained the scrappy project (laughs) because we started like me and jake have been playing under 10 years yeah this is our 10th year under the name record setter like november this year uh like 2011 i was like 17 yeah because we me and jake played in a christian band kind of like a we were doing like original like worship music and stuff playing metalcore shows and we like christian metalcore shows and then we were kind of like the worship band in the middle it was fun and but that fizzled out and me and jake just started this two-piece on a whim and we wrote like four songs in a week and went and played a show and I've said it before. I think I said it on the Ian Cohen thing that, you know, we were playing like very much like Joyce Manor ripoff. It was 2011. That self title came out and like, I was in love with it. And it was just like, before that I had gotten into like the pizza album and like penimento. And then I got into like, I guess, quote unquote, real hardcore or like straight edge. Cause like I was always in a death core. Like I was just in a really we heavy music. And then Wait,
2: you were in, were you into impending doom?
3: Yeah, the oh, leading sure. Christian deathcore band. Yeah, for uh, uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, Spies Icon. But yeah, like like Under Earth was like my favorite band for the longest time. And then I got my my friends and you know freshman and sophomore year of high school. I started getting into hardcore like Shipwrecked and Have Heart and stuff like that. And but yeah, that that Joyce Manor self title. My senior year of high school, it was like that's all I wanted to do. I was just like, this is so good and like fun. And loose. And I know that review just came out and that's kind of it's, so it's on my mind as well. like seeing that revisited and everyone's kind of talking about it again. and it's just so good. And so I was just trying to write songs like that, but nothing close. like <laughs> not even close. Like, uh, but it was very pop punky. And then we slowly shifted, you know, when we got Kyle, we slowly shifted into kind of the, uh, that kind of title fight basement worship kind of sound that came out on dim. Um and then yeah, we played a bunch of shows for a little while and then we just kinda of stopped. I just kind of I just kinda of stopped.
4: We had <laughs> three EPs before uh Dim came out from yeah, 2011 like twenty eleven or twenty fourteen. Little 2014.
3: self released demos. Shh. They're unfortunately <laughs> bad. Like they're like I had no idea what I was doing as far as recording goes, so they, they sounded just awful like uh <laughs> but we like burnt cds of it and like printed out little shitty paper covers and slipped it in the jewel case and everything mm-hmm. mostly handed them out for free all for free yeah that's all we've really <laughs> ever done it's we, had, just, we like...
5: literally could not give them away i still I think i still have <laughs> please to. take yeah. this
3: <laughs>
1: what's kept you like together this whole time i feel like every band just like wants to break up after they don't get signed to like counterintuitive
3: records after three years and stuff like that yeah i think that's kind of sad honestly but i don't really know i guess like really it was just like we i i didn't really think about sure. yeah i'd never i've never really thought that like i was ready to like have any attention you know like mm-hmm. i i've always thought that like we played bad sets and like my songs like weren't that good and like i was trying but it was like whatever and Record Setter has always been just kind of like a musical journal for me. Like, I, it's just kind of wherever I'm at in my life, it's just kind of there. And the music kind of reflects that as well. So I'm sure it'll change as we as you know, we continue to go on. But I, I don't know. This feels, like, very good to do. Like, I, nothing feels like this is the record that I wanted to put out for sure. But, yeah, I think what has, like, kept us together is just playing shows is fun. And... Me weird. and Jake are siblings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miles is be. a good friend, <laughs> and it's like we're yeah. very
5: fortunate to live in a town that's just like
3: there's lots of local vibrant. shows. Yeah, we and have lots of, of friends in the scene. Lots of people
1: coming through. Like, so it's, it's like yeah, a lot of, of touring shows, bands. A lot
5: of like we meet a lot of new
1: people. Yeah, just a lot of touring locally, bands. So it, it uh, there's a college there, right? So I'm assuming that like yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, too, that like too trades people out after four years and everything. Yeah, right.
3: But after uh, per cause we did fizzle out and it was like, felt like we were dead band, you know, like dead project. And I started working on solo stuff, kind of like acoustic indie stuff and whatever. Well, you and then I was going to move. Yeah. And so the guys were like, oh, we should do something with Michael Briggs before you move. Cause like, we have been here this whole time. We've never recorded with Michael Briggs yet. We've always wanted to, cause everyone in Denton records with Michael Briggs. And so I was like, oh, I'll try to write, like, an EP. And uh, that's how I wrote Purge. And then we recorded that. And then there was just this kind of, like, new interest. Like, when we put it out, I think the music was a little bit better. Our performances were a little better. And recording with Michael made it way, you know, more listenable and stuff. I think people just, like, liked it more. And so it was like, oh. like," And then people were asking to play shows. And it was they were really fun shows, there were people that knew the words, and we were just like, oh, yeah, well, like, yeah, I guess, let's keep
6: yeah, There's definitely the most, like,
4: collaborative stuff we had done, too, with all four of us.
3: Yeah, yeah that's we true, had, that's true. had, like,
4: a full lineup that wrote that
3: whole, you know. Yeah, because I was writing most of the parts on Dim, and then Kyle would write some parts and teach me them, and I would write a lot of the parts and teach them to him and stuff, and we don't really operate that way anymore. It's like, i write songs and then i show them to them and i kind of trust them implicitly just to like add their stuff uh, and make it better so she yells at me if i fuck up <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not how i imagined it no but yeah it's definitely definitely more collaborative and like like y'all were saying the didn't seem even when it's like you know how scenes kind of are like a roller coaster like up and down even at its low point it's still pretty busy here you can still find like a few shows a month, even at its lowest, to play. So I think that was always a thing, like playing shows all the time to stay a band. Like it's, I, I feel like as soon as you stop playing shows, you get a little bit. That's we've seen a lot of bands break up during the pandemic. It's just there's no shows going on. What are you gonna do? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we kind of breeze through a bunch of those things, but like, uh, I guess like going back to like Dented, I feel like the thing that I always hear is you is like you got to play denton or like there's a really good supportive like diy culture in denton but i feel like the thing that i don't hear is like there's x y and z band that's like from denton i don't know like is that like an accurate read on it
3: uh maybe there's... i feel like there's from of... our side from my side it's like there's there's definitely like know, legends <laughs> two night, like two nights. <laughs> two nights is porn. like v1 yeah
1: and uh
5: big hand big knife I'm trying to think of, I mean bowling for soup. I mean what are we fucking <laughs> <about>? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they're from, the they're, or, they're children,
1: still, they still live in know, uh, <laughs> no, but but,
4: okay, Yeah, it to...
3: it is more of like uh it is more of like a local scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Um there's a but I guess there's a there's a psych band, Acid Carousel, that I think they're kind of mm-hmm. making a name for themselves. Um Rose Garden from Funeral here, Party. Rose Garden Funeral Party. Laura Like. Yeah, Laura Like definitely um, making a name for herself but yeah it, i think it is a, it is a like a healthy local scene with booking and enough stages where like a lot of different touring acts can come through and it's it's not just emo like because there's like well, and hip-hop the lo- the and metal and have a
5: draw too like, yeah
3: that's it's so. like i don't know people show up and like people drink and it's I, yeah I don't know I, I'm not sure it, it's a it's a I guess like a healthy local scene to to pass through mm-hmm. and it's like a good show on the road like that's what yeah. we all that's what we always hear is like that people they make the most money that night it's the most people turn out people know the words it's like oh this is like a real show kind of in the middle of this desert Long run hole. of a tour <laughs> yeah, yeah like you're in
4: Texas <laughs> like everything's like, a five-hour drive away to the next yeah or whatever so it's like <laughs> this little oasis up there Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and
5: it's also like a really vibrant house scene too so like for diy kids i think it's always cool where they maybe you're coming from places where they've just played a bunch of empty bars they're now playing like a packed out living room it's just like a pretty like you said a healthy scene
4: just it's a it's also only like a 30 minute 45 minute drive from dallas and fort worth like two big um two big cities so Mm -hmm. like if this, if this touring band, you know, DIY touring band is not stopping through Dallas, it's only like, yeah, 30, like 45 the, minutes like to get mom up there.
5: and show that got shut down before they even played. God. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about?
5: It,
3: uh, is that a, it house? Was, it was, a house? Yeah, that anyway.
2: was back when Best Buds had like just come out, right? Yeah, yeah, like, it, is, yeah. it was
3: way
5: back. It was
2: blowing up. up. I think it was out.
5: Yeah. I think it had uh, been just of, again, starting to catch of local on. bands, uh, Sad Cops is another local band yeah.
3: that has some
5: yeah yeah they're making
3: some waves yeah stat cops a good band uh or kind of indie kind of yeah. like an indie emo type but that's whose set got shut down
5: yeah opening for yeah mom jeans.
3: cops was opening for mom jeans and they kind of notoriously i guess have a d de- like a very decent draw and so they just- and then mom jeans as well and this house was just way packed and the parking police on the street or something no, i think it was the parking on the
5: street but i want to say it was like something like 200 kids descended like on this
4: street yeah no it was and we're
5: just like parking in front of people's houses and like hanging out in the front like, yard three blocks was just, like away. a big problem and uh yeah and so it was just like a matter of you know an hour and cops were there
4: yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> i think they'd 50, be located the show show. to another house though a 50 person show is not a big deal but you got like Again, you got people. Mom Jeans, a bigger band blowing up at the time. You got people driving from out of town, who don't and... know don't know the scene, don't know where to park or how to act at a house show or whatever. You know. Yeah. Just people who up. have never been to a house show before. Right. Yeah. 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 Just pre-pandemic, actually.
5: The same, the same person who hosted the Mom Jean show hosted Norma Jean on their
2: fucking
1: house oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, <laughs> <roll>. <laughs> I was gonna say though, because like I don't want to. I don't want to gatekeep, be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to see the Mom Jeans show. You never saw a fucking house show before in your life. <laughs> fucking <Idiot>. loser, don't <laughs> yeah. know how to act. But also, I really think that, like, your first house show should be a band that, like, three people ever have heard of. Right. Like, yeah. because, like, because then, yeah, you get you get to, like, learn the ropes without, like, a whole lot of pressure of there being, like, a shit ton of people there. Mm-hmm. And like the, le- the less people who were there, probably the more people that you're like gonna be able to talk to because there's right. a and lot of people at a house more show.
3: More representative of the typical house show in Denton when yes. there's like ten people standing <laughs> around. My first um, my first
5: house show in Denton was actually watching Kyle perform. What? Yeah, I'm trying the to Octopus remember. Harvey? Oh
4: yeah, Activist Harvey, Octopus Harvey the third. It was like a one off project me and my roommates did for just a house party basically and like 2009 or 2010 lots of lots of video game samples in ableton time stressed and me just yelling into a microphone and yeah. it's it it weird <laughs> i forgot about that yeah sounds good to me <laughs> yeah sounds like sounds like denton
1: um but like is there like total like lore about like two nights like do they still play shows and stuff like that
5: um, they
3: played our release show. Oh, That's tight. Like we filmed a we yeah. Filmed we filmed a set of their
5: instrumental set
3: only. Yeah, no vocals. <laughs> but I mean, should we announce? We can say. That. I mean, I got yeah. Nice. Parky is is joining us at, actually in Record Center, we which just is had super our first exciting. With them last sat- um, Saturday. Yeah, so that that'll be that'll be wild. We'll have three guitars. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plan for now. Oh um, shit. That. Y'all kind of did make that obvious via Twitter, just like yeah. <laughs> the Twitter, yeah. Vibes. We just haven't we just haven't fully announced, I guess. But yeah, we right, have practiced right. with them, uh, and they're they're the best. And I guess to just to speak a little bit more to that, it is weird because like whenever I moved up here, it was like we played a show with with uh, with two nights probably um, or one of their bands, but they really just like blew me away. And, like, they're, they, it was, like, it was so intimidating, like, how good of musicians they were compared to how bad a musician I am. <laughs> and it was, like, they, like, like, I don't even know if they know it either. But, like, it's, like, they really, like, put a fire under me to, like, try to get better at guitar and stuff. And, like, their playing and their sound of, like, Fleshborn and Two Nights, they used to play in a band called Square Business. It, it they, it, really like, good too. I loved, like, I loved their fucking music so much, and now they're like joining record setter and they like brought a riff, and like it's it was just it's just wild. It's so cool. <laughs> it's it's so cool. Um, so yeah, we're super excited for how that's gonna add to the sound.
5: But to go back to Kyle's question about does Two Nights still play shows? We try to drag them out into shows whenever we can. Yeah, we ask. Like, them to play we have, yeah, if, if we're putting
4: together a show, it's like Watch all right, let's test them. <laughs>
5: but miles is going to be a dad
4: so like that that's that's a big change for him
3: you know going forward but yeah and i think parky is over over playing two night sets (laughs) there's this long-awaited long rumored split that's (laughs) supposed to come out and be the last thing and i don't know if it's ever going to come out and but yeah i'm pretty sure they're just like done you know it's it's Right, they've been doing it for a while. And they started when they were both real a lot younger. I feel like we'll go ahead and call it here. Records that are killed two nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dethroned. No,
6: no, no definitely time not. Of, not. Definitely time not. of death.
2: 9:57
3: a.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> but yeah, two nights is the shit. Like their sets are are the best. I I feel like people sometimes like uh, another band like of kind of earlier in the revival that's a touchstone is like uh 1994 that people Mm -hmm. always talk about you hear older bands always mention them and then you listen to the record and you're kind of like what but i but but i mean i love i love the music but like you you kind of have that reaction to it but then if you imagine like if i saw this live though this is a very different live experience i feel like two nights falls in that kind of realm where it's like you listen to the record and they're great songs but you really won't understand like you really want not understand how fucking good they are until you see a set like because it's 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 so different you gotta hear miles slap that bell and you have to hear the volume <laughs> like yeah our, the volume parky's is is rig is so loud like it's, it, absolutely it's
4: crushing it's it's insane yeah. they're so good <laughs> they're so good when we were that joyce manner knockoff band somehow we were playing a lot of shows with them in like yeah. 2012 2013 era at like um 1919 the venue in fort worth and a few denton not shows too oh yeah um someone did mention mimi siku in
1: there but that that band is really so really oh, un- forgot, forgot un- underrated
4: yeah
3: yeah mimi siku is great the thrill of the living is like amazing i i I had that tape in my car. I don't listen to that much music, really, but and I I just would it's always really, have uh, that tape going. It's like,
5: <laughs> it's like, there's, like, five people in Denton that made, like, eight fucking projects that are, like, foundational to why we play music in the DIY scene here. Yeah. It's pretty intense. And, and, yeah, Parker, Miles, Donovan, Cade. I don't I mean, know. I'm going to stop but... listing <laughs> names
3: because we'll forget people, <laughs> but, yeah, like, Parker and Miles. I mean, monster rigs amazing. and monster drummers.
2: Yeah, I had to. I had to just look it up to like double check to make sure it was like the Two Nights people. But uh, fucking father figure. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that, absolutely. That father figure record Flash is so good. Yeah. Flashborn, yes.
3: Yeah, Flashborn is yes. like the best screamo band ever. They, <laughs> yeah, they those did vocals. That with, uh, <laughs>
2: With Carnier. Carnier,
3: so, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amazing. Black and Screamo. I remember writing about that in like 2015, <laughs> 2016. But, and the Ostraka yeah. split. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you should check
5: out this other band called <clears throat> Nosk. N O S K. Uh, yeah. Word. <laughs> Membr- uh, members I of Fleshborn.
2: Hell
1: yeah. Uh, Kyle, you wanted to ask about Ian Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess touching a little bit on like the latest record before going into that, like, I know like you already said that you that like everything that you've done is scrappy but like and I feel like that's something that we talk about everyone who's been on here talking about their latest record but like was there a different like mindset like going into this record like did you even know that like Top Shelf was gonna put it out going into recording I owe you nothing um, or anything like that
3: the, there is absolutely a different mindset going okay. in uh, but no we didn't we didn't know we had yeah.
5: well we knew we wanted to pitch it
3: yeah, we we had like the thought, just kind of this ambiguous thought of maybe someone would pick it up, and like we would try to send it to some people and stuff because we were feeling good about it. But we didn't have besides just like thinking of Top Shelf, just because I've listened to Top Shelf forever. They've been around since like what 2007. You know that Defeater album came out, I think in 2007. So like that's kind of whenever I would have been aware of it so i've like since i was a kid i've like listened to top shelf music and stuff and like they're way different now like their their roster and stuff but it's still great music mm-hmm. so like besides like just that thought of like maybe top well, shelf maybe chill they, wave, maybe acrobat there was, some,
5: there was there was that there was like one tweet that like oh right put it in our mind that they were watching. that
4: was before we recorded right yeah, yeah
5: it
3: was that they, yeah. they tweeted something about uh, someone said something about Sui La Loon and the top shelf Twitter account responded, back. saying, I, "I don't remember what they how they worded it, but it was they they linked the Purge album, and I was like, and they added us too, yeah, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. like they just like." fully shouted this out, like, in someone asking for a Swila Loon, more, like, new Swila Loon, they're like, this. Yeah, and I was, was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it, like, blew <laughs> like, my mind open. It's like 2008, like,
4: 2019. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2019.
3: So yeah. there were, like, little things like that where it's like, oh, they followed us, oh, they liked this post, and so it was like, maybe they would be interested. And I remember when we recorded who did i send it to i sent it to chill wave and i sent it to marty but more just to like get their opinion and they both came back like very flattering things to say and they were both like yeah they they were kind of both like yeah i think top shelf would like be uh would be good for it you know whatever i was like okay (laughs) like because i was thinking maybe one of them would be like would be like oh hell yeah would you like be interested whatever but they were like yeah i think top shelf uh, would handle this well and Bobanova is like okay <laughs> you know like let's okay. i guess we'll do that <laughs> I,
2: I think because top shelf probably has more resources than those labels just like sure. by hair you know um sure. uh, marty so cool though we really want to do an label
3: i love them so much they're putting out so much so shit much. right now that's
4: so good <laughs> it's <laughs> like... crazy
1: it's like basically yeah, just like keep up. my credit card on file with you guys yes <laughs>
4: Auto, auto charge me the next release. Yeah,
1: yeah. But so like, the
2: key the key with top shelf is just like persistence. Then because Kevin keeps liking my tweets but won't follow me back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, they're like. Well, they're, and
5: then he, he DM'd
3: you. Yeah, when we got a lot closer. When 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 we got a lot closer. I was gonna say though there, but there was a different mindset. Like I I after we put out purge and i saw how people kind of took it because what people need to understand is that purge like i threw purge together like it was like boom 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 like i was just like throw it together throw it out vomit the words out i don't really care recorded that much it we put, it's a breakup
4: yeah. album we yeah, recorded it one two of days. the songs like two days or a day before we went into the studio yeah you know yeah. it was just like we it was it was it was
3: not that thought out and then pe- but people's reaction to it was like we would play shows and people would be like how did you like make it all flow together and stuff? And I'm like, I didn't like, you know, like I, I didn't really like, I don't know, like I didn't hear it the way that people were hearing it. And so I was like, if people think that's good, like I can write like way better, like screamo than that. And so I was just, another like, shot. I, like, I'm going to try, like, I'm going to actually like try to like do something better. I'm actually like think about my lyrics to this, that, you know, there was like many things where I was like, I'm going to, you know, actually try to do something, you know, because it seems like people, like what i do what i'm doing
6: yeah
3: and then um and then, there was this little blip like just a precursor where i was doing some solo stuff called uh, gushing i think i don't know if both of y'all listened to it ellie i know you did um yes back in the day and i was just doing that by Loved myself it and i posted on reddit and it was like the top post of that day or when i posted it i think i called it sparkle scream scrams yes that was 100% why i clicked on it (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i I called it sparkle scrams so it was a good like title but yeah it got like attention and people were really fucking with it so i was like okay so i i'll just do like straight screamo thing like 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 i just want to do that i'm tired of trying to kind of fit this like post grunge slash fake heavy like i'll just do like a straight like really emotional screamo album like uh and hope that people like it so <laughs> uh yeah and then we and then we recorded it twice we did record it twice
4: which so. i feel like plays a big part yeah. in how it sounds this second yeah. time for sure yeah but yeah
1: because like the ian thing for stereo gun mentioned that like you like spent six months picking it apart or whatever yeah
3: Yes, because we 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 went in early uh, 2020, right before the like before everything hit over here. And we were recording it and we were recording it with uh, because we did Purge and these two split songs with Michael and we've done the Dab Gene stuff with Michael as well. He's very fast and we very comfortable with him, but we decided to go uh, to a different place and we got like done with it and then the pandemic happened and stuff just slowed down like mixes coming back everything just slowed to a halt and so we had all this time of like listening and analyzing and it's like nowhere near releasing but we're like listening to it and stuff and it's like oh I wish we would have done that or done this or done that and so we were feeling really kind of like and the people we rec- like half love with it, kind of stressing about it. Yeah. And we were just like, we got to wipe this. Like, I, I'm not going to put out another album where I feel like kind of so so about it. you know. And, and so it, it's yeah. like, we're going to wipe this and we're going to do it again. And yeah. like the people we had recorded with initially
5: were mo- in the process of moving as well. like moving so, so are y'all. Y'all were in the process and of moving, moving as well. <laughs> yeah, we were also moving. Out. Well, yeah. I, meant, I meant after we recorded. They, like, oh, yeah, they yeah. moved that studio. So like they were in the process of moving their studio. So we just went back with Briggs, with someone that you know we were more familiar with and, and took a second swing at it. And I don't know. To me, it sounds like a much more confident
6: Yeah. A, a take.
3: I think yeah, I, I think like, it's kind of rare. It's hard to explain because it's like a lot of bands do pre-production uh like bigger bands and stuff do pre-production so it doesn't sound like that wild of like working on an album for so long or recording it twice and and then doing the you know, the actual and all that stuff but like for a DIY band like for us to stand there and like do the take you know what i mean like twice like but you, and you have that opportunity twice where it's like this is the one cuz we didn't know we were going to go do it have to go do it again yeah. the first time you know we thought we were doing it and then and then the second time it's like, OK, we are doing it. So it's like to have that experience twice with the same music is like really weird. And yeah, it, it changed like the, the the other one, the original one. I feel like it was a lot more open is much yeah, noisier, hairy,
6: hairy. like
3: much, much noisier, harsher, shrill, uh, a lot less low end. And then mm-hmm. with Michael, it tightened up more. It got a little chuggier. And then we decided to go with this bass-forward mix, like that hits like it does, kind of like you know, like if you're actually seeing a band live, you know, like yeah, it just it, it really kind of changed. Uh, but I'm 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 very happy with it, honestly. I'm happy with it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I'm really glad, good. <laughs> I'm glad that anyone's happy with it, honestly. Yeah. Like all the screaming and like just like constant just nonstop kind of (laughs) there's no chorus, (laughs) there's not a verse, there's not a chorus, there's not a bridge, there's nothing. (laughs) I remember sending
5: like demos to some of my friends who I use as kind of like a sounding board and that was like one of the, not critiques or complaints, but they were just talking about they could not figure out where it started and
3: stopped. Yeah, just, what is <laughs> this structure? Like, yeah.
5: <laughs> it's like listening to it blind without any context or any song titles or anything like that. They were just like, this sounds really cool. I don't know what I'm listening to. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know where I'm at.
1: <laughs> the more I've listened, the more I've just kind of thought about how like anyone who comes to whatever, like subgenre of emo has to like the album though because it's like yeah it's definitely like hitting like the scrams people the like the new grunge shoe grunge and like yeah. also like you know your title fight people who want a chorus or like like catchy shit are also gonna find shit there
3: yeah it's it's a it's a it's definitely like moments like i mean i i kind of wrote it this the, the way that it is but I was working on it for three years. I mean, I, I started writing it immediately after we put out Purge. Like, it was, like, I was I was working on uh, Someplace, you know. I remember, mm-hmm, like, just that, just, like, coming in, like, yeah, I want the intro of the album to be that, to just, you know, super fast, like, off the bat. I don't want to do the little acoustic intro, like, Purge and stuff. I just want to start, you know, and, like, whatever. I was, like, working on it. So for three years, you know, I'm, like, putting this stuff together. So I, like, chopped and chopped and chopped and chopped and, like, curated down more and more. I wanted it to just be, like, as dense as possible because, like, I don't like repetitive songs. Like, I, I don't listen to much intro, verse, chorus, verse music like that. I like more formless stuff, more freeform stuff. And so I, I just wanted it to be, like, as dense as possible. Just, like, if someone really connects with it, they're going to listen to it a thousand times. So it's, like, I don't need to repeat this part ten times. It's, like, they're going to listen to it a thousand plus, you know, million times. So it's, like, the even if it's only 15 seconds that this part happens, it's, like, it happens. And you know what I mean? I, I, I wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to constantly be going by. And then just a few moments of, like, rest you know just to take a breath really and then then keep going
6: yeah
1: hell yeah i guess going back to like the top shelf stuff though like i think a lot of people had the reaction of like oh shit top shelf signed an emo band (laughs) because been such a long time (laughs) since they picked up someone new that was emo i mean like i know they put out like the golfer record and like standards is more just straight up math rock but like Mm -hmm. yeah And I think that caught a lot of people's attention. It's like, oh, it's not like a bedroom indie artist. It's
3: yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool to be that pick too. Yeah, yeah, it kind of fits us. You know, we like there was a a show that sticks out in my brain and probably always will. We were playing old music off dim, like it was way back in the day, and so it was just the loudest, least dynamic, just. 10 from the beginning to the end screaming feedback everything going crazy the whole set and we played a show in j and j's basement with free cake for every creature if y'all know that man mm, yeah it was like like the chillest sweetest like <laughs> lo-fi kind of bedroom act and like we opened and we just like played that and it was like the au- most awkward like kind of Setting and stuff, but we still talked to him afterward a little bit and stuff. So and like, nice. yeah, it was, it was great. So like, genre clashing, like being we the also aggressive. Played, we played. Uh, we've always played. Yeah, we played we always. We crying, ended up, that chip tune. Yeah, we played a told. A, a, when was that? Told slant. 20, crying. 20, that was twenty fifteen. I think it was twenty fifteen. With yeah. told slant and crying, uh, which was another. You know, Definitely we were just our crowd. Yeah, <laughs> we were just like there, just on 10 yeah yeah i was
2: gonna say told slant and crying is a very 2015 bill yeah anyway. it is yeah. Absolutely. Like,
3: <laughs> i think uh did it did mimi siku play that show too i think so yeah i think they might have I'm, Actually, i'm not sure talking
4: about mimi siku
3: but told slant's
4: new album is really good though
3: I, I bought it. That's one of the yeah, two so the two vinyls that I bought. Two vinyl records. Excuse me. <laughs> <good point. laughs> that is one of the two records I bought. Uh, was that and then In Spite Of. Nice. Good picks. I feel like somewhere in between is yeah. Records Center. Between yes. cold plant yeah. and, and For Your Health. We're, we're in there somewhere.
2: <laughs> within, within the vast gulf between. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> The that's the ground game. we aim that's, to cover. Yeah, that's dive, honestly, <laughs>
5: empty space that Squidward occupies
3: in that episode, time travel episode, <laughs> SB one twenty nine.
6: Yeah.
2: yeah, I actually, actually, do kind of think of like the current emo scene spectrum as like Origami Angel to Record Setter to For Your Health is like, the <laughs> skin, you know. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then all the way over on the left side is like Goldie's Anxiety, that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> which is under our related artists on Spotify, right. apparently. So. Really? Thanks, Ian Cohen. Yeah, because because uh, yes. Yes, cool. some shared playlists and stuff or something, oh. I'm not sure. It's so funny, though. <laughs> I think we do have
1: to talk about your number one fan, though, which is Ian Cohen. I think he's turned a lot of people on to you guys. And like I feel like... There was, like, the end of last year. I feel like every
3: chance he got to plug you guys, he was plugging yeah. you guys. Yeah, um, leading up to that release, he was he was definitely on the tweets. I think a lot um, of it had to do with the fact that he, he was what?
5: Just laid up at home with a broken foot for no, a while. No, no. So it's, no. <laughs> I think he just had nothing to do but listen and tweet <clears> and stuff. So I, that's a joke. But, um, no, it was, it was very flattering and and sort of unexpected. And- yeah,
3: it kind of happened it happened the same way kind of like with uh with the Top Shelf thing where it was just like we were getting ready to go record the first time and I oh yeah, that's what it was. I made a little tweet. I was like I'm going to start posting some one-liners out of the lyrics uh for this album and the first one I posted I think it was I'm not a man but I'm still a person and it got like 10 or 15 likes or something like that i don't know i don't even know and ian cohen retweeted like that parent tweet or whatever and was like stoked to hear the new album your la your your previous material was fire and i was like what why? <laughs> why why have you heard any of our previous material like what uh it was very weird i like i you know but that was like the first interaction and then there was just a couple things where he was like this new record setter is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this new record setter, like that kind of thing. And then I just sent him, I just sent him the, um, the, the, the sound link. Yeah. Um, uh, on Instagram. And, and he listened to it. And then, uh, he wanted to write the, um, the stereo computer. Do the little interview. Yeah. Do the interview. Yeah. thing, um, Which was, was wild. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. I, I can always, I can always tell when Ian's about to start,
2: Tweeting about a band because he'll DM me like, "Oh, this band's in my DMs. They're fire," and then fire out the tweet. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's funny. That's
4: so funny. Yeah,
3: uh, he he's been great though. Like, I think he's definitely turned a lot of people on to us. Help help move some move some records for sure. Oh uh, yeah, and continue to like shout it out like on the IndieCast. And... Yeah, yeah, he like... says we're slept on, which is. Really Art funny complete. from our side <laughs> yeah. because it definitely doesn't feel like it, but I guess you know. I mean, we don't even have a thousand follows on Twitter, so like I guess that's like pretty that's small. But like for us, it's like we fucking got pressed to vinyl. We pressed purge and I you nothing. It's God, that like was crazy six variants across mm-hmm. the board, tapes and CDs. We have merch coming. We played Audio Tree. It's like this is like this is as big as it's ever all been for, for me. Yeah, in the middle of, of everything that's going yeah. on, you know, we can't even tour. This is as big as it's ever been. Like that, you know, this is the least slept on we've ever been. <laughs> like for hundred percent.
2: Still got the Brooklyn vegan shout out. You were in like yeah,
1: yeah. Of yeah. You checked name? all Andrew, the boxes Andrew, off.
3: Andrew, uh, say, say? Andrew, Andrew Sacker. Uh, is how you pronounce it. I think yeah. that is specifically who's been kind of super flattering and been following Brandon yeah. vegan for a while. Yeah, a and... long time.
1: <laughs> Didn't Jeremy baum joined... shout you out too? Yes. Who?
3: Yes. Who? Uh Jeremy baum Jeremy baum oh, Jer- yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, on that on that um what was it? kerrang or something I, I, I did, think. Yeah, I did like a Yeah. Of curated list of like stuff that <laughs> but
5: like very very generously like mentioned us alongside with a couple other artists that he's just like i don't have time to go into them but here are these bands and just like spit i don't know who all he spit out for your health was in there
6: yeah uh
2: yeah uh, the main feature was like covering like soul glow regional mm-hmm. justice center right, uh right. all that all that type of stuff oh yeah um
3: also yeah, touche have... <laughs> obviously big fan big lost. fan of touche um have been forever yeah, a lot and of you, the, the vocalists like, tweeted that they bought the fucking, fucking record. Weird, wild. <laughs> <And it's laughs> that, so that fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, I bought this and their, that. Like, I think it was Friday. that and Soul Glow yeah. is what they bought for their Bandcamp Friday. And they tweeted about it. And I was like, I don't remember how I worded the tweet. But it was like, I'm going to go back to my my 17-year-old self and say that this person's going to buy your music one day, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just so weird. Because I've listened to Touche since I was, like, 15. Uh, uh, and, uh, sorry, a lot of dispute. I obviously always pair them together um, still from from back in the day when they were so close and stuff and the split and touring together. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 I've listened to a lot of Spute since I was, like, 15, 16 years old. Um, so for, for them to just, like, tweet about my – man yeah it was very it's just it's very surreal
6: because it's all the stuff yeah. that i
3: was into as a kid yeah and top shelf and stuff and now i'm 28 and it's like it's the same fucking people and but yeah. they're now they're like emailing me or like liking my tweet and so it's just, it's very it's it's very surreal it's hard to explain yeah um all right what uh what
2: else
1: do we gotta do we gotta do for cleanup before we head into the news block. I just kind of want to know, like, what's the pipeline to Audio Tree like now? Because I feel like all of our peers are like now driving yeah, like awesome. half, like yeah. halfway across the country so just to play a our, quick set.
5: Our fantastic boss Regina Bergeron, uh, manager, um, just like reached out on our behalf, and mm. and they just scheduled. It was kind of like a yeah. And I don't know if that's because of the pandemic, that they're just like, fucking anyone, please come. (laughs) Like, (laughs) let us make content. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, Because they have a lot of stuff coming out and a lot of stuff scheduled, you know? And they just opened up, like, a couple new studios, uh, like one in Nashville and I forget where else. But um, L.A. maybe? I don't know. I I should get my facts straight. But, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, it was. It it seemed like it was just kind of a... And come on ask, down yeah and ask yeah. And you'll receive type situation mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because I remember watching Audio Tree sessions for bands you had to be and, touring a bunch and they had like they had like requirements on their website it's like if you want to inquire about a session here's some like <laughs> ch- here's a checklist and it was like you know like maybe be on the road 200 days out of the year and it was like okay no <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> um, more about the surreal stuff like yeah. that was like that Audio was Tree so sessions. surreal, because I've wanted to do something like that. Like, uh, I also love the little elephant sessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do that someday if they're still doing it. I don't know, but like I've always wanted to do something like that. So to do Audio Tree was like it was so wild. I feel like we're probably the smallest band to ever play Audio Tree. <laughs> <laughs> like.
4: Uh, it was our first out of town show, and it was our or first out of, out, of state out of state show. show. Really? Yeah, oh God, like, yeah. We
3: don't, <laughs> tour. We don't <laughs> tour.
5: Texas is big. We,
3: we are. We Texas will, shows. but we haven't toured. We yeah. like way back in like 2012. Me and Jake went out on like a little three-stop Texas thing, and then in 2019. We team. went out as a full band. Same thing, little three, four stop Texas thing. That's it, though. We we've never we've never done the touring thing, and that's probably also why, like, yeah, you all, know.
5: well, so we all were working, you know, uh, full time gigs. And uh, for a really long time, if you want to hear something really funny, uh, I quit my job in 2020 to tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
6: Yeah, <laughs> oh, like February, I quit my awesome. job,
5: like, I, we went in to record, like, the, the we recorded the record the, the first time around on, like, the week after I quit my job, basically. It was kind of like the start, like, the kickoff to, like, all right, I'm fucking, I'm doing it,
3: like, we're doing this. Uh, Man, yeah (laughs)
4: it's like
3: yeah i guess just like we haven't really said anything about it because like stuff has been going pretty okay for us but yeah this year has been just like brutal as far as like plans getting just wrecked like yeah and we didn't have anything concrete it was it was much more ambiguous and it was like once the album drops we'll start going you know we'll start working start going all this kind of stuff and the album was supposed to fucking drop in like April. Yeah. And stuff like it was like, man, yeah. It this year has been horrible. <laughs> no, no, no
5: news there.
3: <laughs> no, I know.
1: <laughs> has there been any talk about like your first tour
3: or anything like going back? Very like, little. Yeah. Very little. Yeah, it's so hard um, to. We're cu- currently considering a first show, a first in-person show. But that's not till like late September and we're not even sure if we're going to do it. Um, and it, it's a very much a local birthday event. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this annual birthday event that this guy throws. So it would very much be like eking, easing out. Like, is this going to is this going to yeah. actually take is this going to keep going? You know, like that my nightmare is just setting across and then you're in fucking montana or something and then like <laughs> it shuts down again and you're yeah. if that that's mm-hmm. like i just if that happened that would maybe kill me <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that should happen to so many of my friends on the way yep. to south yeah, by Southwest. right yeah yep. yeah and then yeah, they yeah. just
3: had to turn around <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, print up all this
4: merch
3: all that just, driving and you yeah. just
4: have to drive back yeah. Oh no. yeah,
3: more plans canceled. We were supposed to play South by our first time. We've never played South by. We were gonna play Top Shelf's uh, South by Showcase. That was gonna be really cool. We were gonna
4: <laughs> talk to them for the first time and meet them all. Yeah, for the first that, time. I think that's <laughs> was probably
3: so... where they were initially planning to kind of like approach us about, you know, business or whatever. Because like they emailed us like, Would you be interested in playing we really? Like, of course. Like and then that did not happen. <laughs> and yeah, then I, I missed I was... the fucking email for the e-gig version where they they Rip. emailed us like like, hey, you know, Friend Oasis got canned but we're still doing we're keeping it alive. I just completely missed it, did not respond, <laughs> so we did not play it. Like there like goes, there goes our it. chance
4: to get signed to Top Shelf. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I really felt like so dumb. And like I, I, I remember that even I actually even uh, I think I DM'd Kevin about it, or maybe just the Top Shelf account. But I was so like, "I'm up, so sorry, I just saw this. Like, I feel like an idiot." And they're just like, "It's no problem."
1: <laughs> I feel like the 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 whole future, like with like in, like Furnace Fest. As soon as I saw that announced, I was yeah. like, "Are oh we?" Oh,
5: that's the name of that
4: fest. Yeah. could is not remember the name of alab- it the other thing. Is that the thing in Alabama? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. is playing that. Yeah, a lot of big bands are playing that. Okay. Every fan, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, every, every fucking
5: fan in the world. That For Your Health tweet was so funny about like, oh, like yeah. all of them being at risk because of <laughs> age. <after> age. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all the performers are are at risk. Jordan. I remember, I do remember Jordan from Binary
3: like quote tweeting it and being like, "Sorry, Grandma." <laughs> 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 oh man. You know, but yeah, I I definitely do want shows to come back. Like, I'm not in the camp of like no, nothing, don't do it, nothing, don't do it, like, you know, because it's, like, if all the performers are vaxxed, if, like, vaxes are rolling out and the crowds are, you know, more and more getting closer to a majority vaxxed and people are still massing up, it's, like, like, I, you know, I was saying to Jake the other day, it's, like, all through this, like, you know, we haven't been doing shows or anything, but people are still going to work and all this stuff, like, At the same time you know there's like there there it's like an odd kind of like this but no never that and it's like but like you know you're working in a restaurant full of people eating and stuff but then you won't play show and like on my side it's like i haven't made a cent for a year it's like i'm dying over here (laughs) like i I need like like and like when shows come back like i can start making money i can sell some shirts and stuff so like i definitely want them to but I'm not trying to just, like, rush out and, like, play the first show and, like... No,
6: we're um... planning a
3: tour for May.
6: <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: when's the when's the record setter face, Rector? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: We're doing yeah.
3: it. Hey, Look, if you don't know a, how to defend This yourself, is a screamo show. Yeah. A couple things you need to Pres- know about a screamo yes. show. One, <laughs> I'm Pres- not going to face camp. you guys at all. <laughs> Two... <laughs> We're not gonna talk, and once we start playing, we're not gonna stop. Well, so listen up.
5: Most importantly, there might be some mentally unstable people who are armed in the
6: audience. Yes. that's, yeah. that's yeah, true. That's, that's,
2: that's presumably, a small handful of mentally unstable people yeah. with
6: firearms. On.
3: <laughs> Assume one of those unstable people is maybe me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
6: You've
3: been talking shit. Expect to at
2: least get smacked. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be record setter, face
5: wrecked, and trapped.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. But it's just gonna be the vocalist from
5: Trapped. because the rest acoustic of the band, yeah. solo act. <laughs> He's great. <Awesome. laughs> He's great.
3: Don't worry about
2: it. Yeah, we're gonna get Chet Hanks to run our merch table.
6: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Chet Chet Hanks getting like the fucking Aryan font for the White Boy like Summer merch wasn't. <laughs> listen- <laughs> oh my god, I don't know god. who approved that. that
3: was- <laughs> So, yeah, just cancel this. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. No, but first tour, that'll be really exciting. Whenever that happens. Probably it... overseas before fucking U.S., if we're being honest with ourselves.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get vaccinated and we'll fucking leave. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I would love to tour Japan, if anyone's listening to... in Japan. Australia. <laughs> New Zealand.
4: Anywhere but here. I'm just
6: kidding. Get me out of here. <laughs>
2: Sorry to go back to Godzilla vs. Kong, but you said New Zealand. <laughs> and it just reminded me of that asshole little fucking New Zealand kid that I wanted to die so bad in that movie. <laughs> 20 times more annoying than the podcaster. The podcaster's paperboy.
1: He ruled. <laughs> All right. Are we heading to the news block? News block. Are we? All right. I'll um yeah there has been some news that's accumulated i feel like the biggest thing and the biggest surprise is that origami angel announced their double lp gami gang that is coming out at the end of this fucking month but,
5: yeah okay let's be honest though is it really a surprise or the way that those guys fucking work like, yeah they've probably been sitting on this they've had these year, songs for four yeah. years, yeah. For four years. <laughs> they, have an, they have another they have eight six other EPs yeah lined up after this it's like it looks like the it looks like the MCU calendar for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, release scheduled in like 2030.
3: It's so wild. It's no. it's a, it's such an interesting model. But um, honestly, you know,
5: we love we love gaming gang.
3: Yeah, super sweet. <laughs> Ryland
2: has been telling me about those records since like 2018. That's how long it has been. Yeah, yeah I it
3: really surprised me. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't come about overnight. That's for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. So.
4: Yeah, songs like that aren't just Especially
3: up. self-producing, I mean, that's another level of I can't imagine the headspace of that. <laughs> but the song Just you yeah, know, it doesn't speak, I guess, to my taste. I love the energy of it and the chords and the tone of it, and it's doing exactly what it's trying to do so perfectly.
6: yeah,
3: and then the thing that really sold me on it, to be honest, is I clicked on, their live feed and they were playing it live acoustic just ryland and it sounded exact it was perfect amazing yeah it's like they're just an amazing musician and like they use very interesting chord progressions and they're doing the kind of teen show uh musical sting and like theme song <laughs> right it's yeah like, right. it's so spot
6: on very like Disney that channel
3: that's what they're doing it's i don't yeah it's and and people are hugely fucking with it obviously so like nothing but respect like yeah super awesome something
2: something that like i i feel like people don't pick up enough on is like rylan's vocal harmonies are very like 60s like yes bubblegum yes oh yeah. Like, oh
3: yeah oh yeah a lot of like Gees <laughs> and beach boys and like yeah. that kind of stuff like, in like
2: yeah or like even like something like shana or something yeah, like I mean, there's like they're very like well sculpted but trust mm-hmm. me if Neutrogena Spectre isn't like your taste I'm sure there's like literally nine other songs on that LP that will be yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and I, I like there's the song. so many like, different I, styles. I,
3: like to be clear like I I like the song I think it's a great fucking pop song yeah. Like it's like it's it and it's so clear and so smooth and again I say like the chord the voicing of the chords like they're beautiful like it's like it's 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 great it's it's great so 100
5: <laughs> people don't like the album art or the name what is it just the gammy gang yeah just black off i like yeah. it
1: they've, yeah yeah they i cared. like it, people <laughs> like it. <laughs> i remember when i first saw it i was like is this like a placeholder like is there gonna be like real art coming and like i guess like no but doesn't need it
6: yeah yourself when you're, self, when, you're
4: when you're writing and recording a double lp who has time for the art like <laughs> <laughs> They could... I I, I like it. I mail think it to it's to me. Cool. Yeah. Like, they can mail it to me on a
2: scratched up CDR and I'd exactly. still be like this fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no,
3: I I like the the I like the cleanliness of it. I, I I said here I'll pull up the message to Marty actually cuz I messaged them um letting it's them know a, that we found a VHS.
4: It's such a contrast they wanted to what it. We did, but they and they said that they
3: couldn't did. because they picked, the, they picked up the they picked up the double LP. I, and I said, "Hell yeah, I love the packaging for it—the plain white and black so much." I, that's what I said. Was that I love like that's what I, I like about it a lot. Yeah. And I like the there was like a half and half vinyl. It's just white and black, mm-hmm. and like I, I think it looks awesome. Just that stark, clean—I like it. And it's also a classic thing of like the music. Like with a with an album cover like that, the music definitely has to speak for itself. So right. yeah, I, I think, think it's like.
1: Cool. I think, like, this is almost, like, a reaction to, like, the Summer City, because Summer City was so well thought out, and, like...
4: There's so much stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. down
1: to, like, the liner notes and, like, the the LP jacket on Summer City, there was, like, details, and this is... This came out with, like, no hype. There was, like, check back here in 24 hours, and then it's like, oh, what, <laughs> what, are they gonna drop another jersey? It's like, no, it's the fucking album. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah that's what my read on it was like okay they're doing like the simpler no bullshit route this time
4: yeah and like
3: i do think or... it's interesting that they that that they are putting out a double lp considering that they more of like an ep band until summer city mm-hmm. uh and... which is a short lp anyway
5: yeah, yeah. It is. yeah it's a quick
3: it's a it's a it's a tight listen for sure um so I think it's interesting. I'm I'm curious of how much ground they're gonna cover, like sonically, and like like where they're gonna go. If there's gonna be slow stuff, if there's gonna be some textural
4: stuff. Well, the second song is you know much slower. Oh, than I haven't a second the song. single. Yeah, it was, it
3: was two song. songs on mm-hmm. that they released. Yeah, oh, that kind of flow oh, together. To I'll go listen to it. Yeah,
2: I feel I'm like I could talk about it.
3: Stuff.
2: I feel like I could talk about it a little more now since the since it's like rolling out. But I did the bio for him for this record. It's 58 minutes long, and it feels like the 12th wave emo pop Zen Arcade is how I would describe <laughs> it. The last track is the longest song, and it has, like, one of the most intense payoffs I've heard on le- – like, well, well-earned
4: well payoffs
2: I've heard in an emo record in, like, three years.
4: Nice. So, saying something because their know. last closer was, like <laughs> – a huge payoff as it as it yeah. was
2: already. Yeah, it, it makes it, it, it. I I think this album makes Somewhere City look like any shitty album by like a DIY band. <laughs> between... <laughs> Fucking blank could write X, but why couldn't yeah. write blank whatever for Clout? Like it it just yeah. is. It's so far beyond any of this that bullshit. Shit. Everything <laughs> they've
5: done is so good. They were. The first band I saw in 2020. Yeah, we
3: saw yep. them with Short Fictions at. Uh, and we two didn't nights. play that, did we? We no, just went. We just yeah, out. we were just there to hang out. But uh, Two Nights played that show too. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And Rylan and uh, the drummer's name's Pat, right? Yeah. Both were going crazy for Two Nights, and a good chunk of Short Fictions also were like going crazy for Two Nights. It's, <laughs> and that's always fun to see, like touring bands come through, and if Two Nights plays a set and it's like. I'm always wondering do they know two nights or not? And it's well, like d- it's always two
2: nights or two nights are like the definition of like low key legends. Yeah. Like
3: sure. they're they're
2: very much like all the bands' favorite band. Right.
3: I mean they're the best twinkle they're the best twinkle emo ever. Ever. <laughs> I think it's Darkle. I think that's Darkle. I oh I mean you're not gonna catch an argument from me. I fucking mm-hmm. love yeah. Darkle. I miss them yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Darkle so much. I guess uh, two nights is a bit more uh, scrammy.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, so yeah. if you would, if you want to separate them out, I guess yeah. But yeah, two nights is just like the be- the best band. They're so good.
1: I remember when I was like young and like first heard about them, I was sort of like intimidated by them.
3: Yeah. Me too. <laughs> imagine- Whenever I first <laughs> met them and played yeah. a show with
5: them, <laughs> imagine, imagine standing there watching them play, and then you've got to
4: like load in after. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. your shitty Joyce Manor or ripoff band is up next or before After they, they play, like literally
5: okay. their sets are like 11 minutes long <laughs> yeah right it's like you blink and you fucking miss it
1: i'm glad there's been a lot of two nights talk i was oh, yeah i, I hope parky stopped. listens yeah. to this and just cringes
3: <laughs> the whole way through <laughs> <talking> because <about> <laughs> like i say i don't think they know like they're joining record setter and we've definitely played a lot of shows and we've chatted but we're, and like, we're, like, band homies. But, and like,
5: friends, but, we
3: don't, like, know, know each other that well. So, like, I don't even know if they know, like, how much I, like, I do really like Two Nights in Fleshborn. I mean, mm. I think they do because I've told them. But <laughs> I don't know if they know. Like, I don't know if they take it, like, seriously, I guess is what I mean. They were legitimately, like, inspirational for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and now they're joining my band. <laughs> just, uh, just drop some shit, like...
2: Yeah, I want to collect their fingernails clippings just to, like, absorb some of their power. <laughs>
4: yeah. At practice, we should all clip our nails, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, like sweep up sweep up the practice
6: space if you're...
3: I'm always just very concerned with their nails. Like, are you sure you don't need to clip them? Like... <laughs> I got you. I it's are a little long. It doesn't get in that way? Like, when you're playing? Like, you don't need to... Let me bite it.
5: <laughs> Let me bite it. Oh, God.
3: Sorry, Parky. <laughs> yes. yeah, now I hope they really hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hope so too. Well, welcome to the to the band. We're very stoked to have you <laughs>
6: if you're listening.
3: <laughs> and then the
2: the other thing you have here in this quick hits is New Foxing, which is wh- the this the response to the New Foxing has been really annoying <laughs> um not that the not the new fox the new foxing is good i don't want i don't want their manager to listen to this episode and and yell at me on twitter again but their the new song is good but i just saw so many people being like oh yeah this is the moment where emo enters its indie
1: rock phase oh you're yeah. referencing like, that, that yeah
3: that happened yeah, i read that on years. your newsletter as well you talking about that <laughs> Uh, apologies to Keegan. Cause... No,
6: <laughs>
3: don't don't. Because I do don't.
6: I do
2: I do feel like I I disagree with him constantly. Very nice guy. Love. Yeah, they're him, like,
3: but they're but... like the. Uh, we were watching. Uh, it was a term I haven't thought about in literally a, probably a decade because I haven't watched wrestling in forever. Turning heel. Like being a keel character. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like that's what Keegan is doing, like because the takes are so ridiculous. Like I'm I it's just like <laughs> they it's like by design to just like get a like a lot of reaction. It's yeah, like to me,
2: to me, it all started with the fucking glass sucks take. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Could not
3: abide because Glassjaw sucks is an ins- like is, is 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 honestly like even if you don't like glass yeah,
6: that's saying an that they suck
3: is like they're, they're not talented. Yeah. Um, and I I do love glass so maybe there's a little bit of that. And then
2: the newfound glory is better than Blink One Eighty Two take. <laughs> uh, Where yeah, is also, that coming like... from?
6: I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not even a
3: big blink fan or newfound glory but like
6: one know. is a at legend and
3: one is one was a band like i, like, uh, I
2: don't know you their, know what i mean at their peak tom and mark surpass paul mccartney john lennon and morrissey mar songwriting teams <laughs> i fully believe this <laughs>
6: i saw
1: the one that was back. like bayside's actually not a good band and i was that like too,
3: that one got that one did get me i almost i almost responded to that one but i i didn't <laughs>
1: Because Bayside is good. I yeah, I think Bayside's wildly
2: consistent. That tweet could only have been made by someone who hasn't cried to blame it on bad luck. You know?
3: <laughs> yeah, Bayside is good. We saw I saw them live once on the co headliner with Silverstein. Yeah. Uh and that was that was great. Polar Bear Club played that show as well. They're like and one the of my Swillers. favorite bands. And the Swellers. That show yeah.
5: was wild.
3: This, uh, this sounds weird, but I really have always thought of Bayside
2: as like a polished more outwardly pop version of the promise ring yeah like i absolutely. hear like w- i hear like crazy similarities especially mm-hmm. in the vocals because mm-hmm. they both kind of have that lispy muppet vocals yeah, yeah. no, that's exactly um, what
3: they're trying to do they were they were they were definitely pulling that like the that group of bands like promise ring and uh texas of the reason like those, yeah. and those are some of my favorite emo bands so yeah, yeah i i definitely like bass like you can Bay hear Bayside. it in the yeah. bass and guitar interplay especially second yeah. wave i don't know is that
5: <laughs> i'm not starting this conversation i was joking
3: <laughs> so my wave starts back with actually with stravinsky's Rite of spring uh, <laughs> the, the true original right right of spring
5: stravinsky's Rite. actually more in like the 57th wave i think at this point
3: yeah we're rounding about the 60th wave uh since stravinsky's right <laughs> my wave starts
2: sonic tears of the aliens as they were constructing Stonehenge. <laughs> my wave starts with the with the uh, monolith. It's my wave.
1: My wave for the high wave.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Episode title.
6: My wave. Done. Check. There it
3: is. My wave for the high wave. Yes, That's please. so good. We Love just it. watched
5: uh, Fred Durst's directorial debut the other day, actually.
3: Yeah, this the is fanatic. Like, is
1: that oh yeah, the John Travolta movie or whatever? Yes, yeah.
3: Yes, it was wildly entertaining. Uh,
5: <laughs>
2: That's it, one word for it. it. I feel like it had to be. He has, he has like a genuine kind of eye for direction because the music oh, his directing video is, is fine. Yeah, the, the uh, movie is
5: directed competently enough. It's really yeah, Travolta.
3: To... His directing is completely fine. It <laughs> seems uh, like he he can keep a movie organized completely fine. Uh, but yeah, that that, the the script. The premise and Travolta's performance. It was just like a triple threat of like it's the
5: swings by Travolta. Going
3: all out, like Oscar like like Oscar bait type performance, like trying to it it was so entertaining. I definitely recommend it. Full recommendation of the Fanatic. Um, yeah, but I haven't gotten to listen to that new Foxing
4: yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Foxing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I had oh, no, Oops. I had to go back you guys didn't we ask about. what
3: uh, what we've been listening to, thank God, because, like, I've been <laughs> trying to talk about Foxing. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about Foxing. <laughs> I'm bad at keeping up with stuff. That's what I was going to say. I'm bad at keeping up with, like, the current music scene. I'm bad at it. Yeah, I, I saw feel- the, uh, the video. Yeah, it's like um, a seven-minute yeah and stuff it's a very
1: cool music whatever was
3: going on there it was cool and the song sounded awesome i've always uh, like liked foxing as like a very textural band even though the albatross was like a little bit more there to grab onto but Mm -hmm. uh, are a little more standard but i've always liked their kind of soundscape and their the the songs that they use and obviously the voice is amazing the vocal performance is always amazing Mm -hmm. so yeah they're they're a really cool band it's it's nice to it's nice to
2: see that there's an emo band that like genuinely feels like right. ambition ambition in like the same sense as like the late 90s kind like the thing that everyone's been comparing them to is Radiohead like yeah. OK computer era mm. like I I do think they regardless of how I feel about the last foxing record or Radiohead uh it, it is nice to see like a, a band kind of push against those boxes uh in a way that that feels dissimilar to even like the fifth wave emo bands around right now that like just don't give a fuck about genre like it feels like it feels like deliberate formalistic experimentation not not just not knowing the rules so you make up make it up as you go along but like really like bending the rules because you know them very well yeah, which I think you could sure. do once you become, like, a very
3: this is punk. literally something I talk about all the time uh, because, yeah, like clunkily shifting from like a pop punk part to a twinkle part to a scrams part doesn't really do anything for me, like as a musician and as a listener to music. And then when people like review the album and they talk about like you know seamlessly blends like genres and stuff and but then you listen to it and it's like these stops and starts it, it and it sounds like, like crotch
6: duster yeah yeah
3: and I I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like is this like seamless is this like blending stuff or is this just like pastiche
6: yeah, like it, you know it. what I
3: mean like and so like comparing it to I guess like to my uh, like our own record it's like I wanted a lot of different ground to be covered and I owe you nothing too I want a lot of dynamic ground a lot of emotional ground all that kind of stuff, but I didn't want it to feel that way. Like, so I like had to figure out how to kind of work out those middle bits between like the happy part and the breakdown and like, how do you, how do you make it feel like it needed to go here? Like, how do you not just stop and play the fucking break? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so like, yeah, Foxing like you're talking about figuring that out and they like use forms of like emo or indie structure and they kind of invert it or subvert it, they like, it, it, they, they definitely know what they're doing yeah. and, like, crafting it's, a piece of music. It's great. It's
5: very indicative of, like, yeah, someone who's, like, mastering their craft.
3: Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. But
1: then you Love look at, like, Smidly, stuff. and that's, like, a whole different other version of Foxing, and that's yeah. where I was like, damn, I really trust Foxing's
3: universe, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, because that's uh, the one... Is it called "Fuck This"? That's the one yeah. song that I really remember yeah. of theirs, like from way back. Amazing song.
1: But that said, so there's a seven-minute track featuring Yoni Wolf from the band Y, that was out via a Ouija Board Riddle, and now it's like public and everything. But yeah, the album's still not announced. So I feel like every Friday, like we could have a new Foxing LP out. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Wonder if they're
3: waiting for May seventh is the next Bandcamp Friday, so. I did uh, see,
2: then. I saw someone tweet not to be too much of this person, but the fact that Censored Band has a seven-minute intro track is insane. So I'm going to assume that maybe that's like the first track on the album. Um, and yeah, the person also not the insane. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it's like these people have never listened to Panopticon, you know? No. <laughs> Daughters. Daughters. I do also miss the days when Daughters songs didn't go for longer than thirty six seconds. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah.
3: I like their O three their O three demo a lot. Um, yeah, just the, absolute the, mania.
2: I like the last as the sun sets record, like right before they they changed to Daughters. It's like a real oh, good okay. middle ground between those two styles.
3: Interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll have to check that out. I don't think I've ever heard that.
2: Oh, that's really good. Um. They kind of came up in that same like uh, like New Jersey uh, half death metal, half math core scene like yeah. uh, like Dave Woody was was part of. So it, it's it's really like creative and
1: heavy and hooky in like the most offbeat idiosyncratic type of way. I'm going to embrace my Blink 155 and not afraid to be a poser and say I've only heard one song by Daughters whoa Damn. they're a
3: very they're a very cool project like yeah. like if you if you listen through their discography and like how it kind of changes with each different flavors yeah. but they still sound like daughters it's again people that are clearly like masters of their craft yeah. Yes,
5: <laughs>
6: mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: yeah it's hard to imagine a lot of modern heavy music without daughters honestly
3: yeah absolutely. um
2: especially like uh that wave of like late 2000s stuff a la like uh me and him call it us that oh, yeah. sort of thing oh, yeah. oh, it feels very like the even yeah, but in-
3: even stuff to like tony danza it. and stuff ellie like all the chugging yeah. sleeping, like all that stuff it's like the like that kind of style like they cleaned it up but it's like that's where it fucking comes from just that spastic guitar
2: style point back to that and compare it to like uh oh that's coming from like ion dissonance or the red chord um, but I feel like a lot of those bands are pulling from daughters, like even yeah. more than like any of that early deathcore stuff.
3: And I mean, the red is fucking sick. Oh, the red,
2: <laughs> red, and rules.
3: Uh, yeah, I love deathcore and metalcore. Metal it's out. like the best. Like that's like like I said, I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, me and Jake were always just that's our metalcore. Yeah, I had the realization <laughs> the other day. I was watching the a Devil Devilwears Prada set, and it was like they were playing music i didn't even i've never even heard of theirs and stuff but i was still watching it and loving it and i was like this shit is my classic rock dude like right. old under oath and delver's prada jopper cowboy white that's like that's my classic rock like i love <laughs> i love that shit i love that shit so much
1: <laughs> fear before
3: notice kyle
5: yeah was kyle left, left. <laughs> Kyle is actually physically <laughs> left the conversation
2: Fear before the
3: march of flames is such a good fucking band though. Yeah, oh, yeah. All, yeah. always band's open mouth. Really One of my favorite bands ever. Definitely, I never, I didn't even mention them on that tweet, did I? But set definitely, like, directly influential to this release of ours, like that sound and everything. I love that band. One thing, talking about metalcore, I want to say I don't think once on a single episode of the show that Stick to Your Guns has ever come up, and I don't it think blows so. my mind. <laughs> that like not a single guest or anyone like ever has mentioned stick to your guns like do y'all like stick to your guns
1: <laughs>
2: uh i don't think i ever for me, they're,
3: for me they're kind of in the same
2: realm as the ghost inside where when when i they they are definitely a better and more consistent band than the ghost inside but i had already been into like diy hardcore for a yeah, while by true. the time they were really starting got into to get it big really
3: young though
2: yeah. Yeah. They, but they were, and it's weird because I also got into like My Chemical Romance after I was into like, like right. American Nightmare and stuff. Um, but I still loved My Chem for some reason, like that, that wave of like stick to your guns and Hunt, like even hundreds, Hundred. I didn't really dig Hundred yeah. until they went Shoot days
3: See, I don't uh, like that, that wave of music either. That kind of like industry hardcore like yeah big, big um, room we'll hardcore
2: big an-
5: yeah, big room, uh, big room, uh, ar- room hardcore.
3: Ar- yeah. arena core <laughs> i'm not yeah. big into it I either still... but for some reason stick to your guns like i just fucking love stick to your guns for some reason
2: <laughs> what's that what's that one album there's diamond yeah you know, called. that that album has some really solid songwriting and i do think stick to your guns it feels a lot more authentic than a lot of the other bands of
1: that like gateway to hardcore
2: yeah like, more like,
3: genuine
1: did they have like a traditional like hardcore background because i only heard of them yeah. when well, when, well like, like neon metal they, they started
3: like like they started when they were literally they were children 16, like yeah. 13 14 years old and yeah. so no not really but kind of and they're all like, from orange county they so. have albums like before the Hope Division and stuff that are definitely more kind of standard hardcore metalcore mix, but it sounds very California. It sounds very LA. You can kind of tell that they just like became an industry band very quickly and blew up very quickly. Bitterin, their vocalist did a did a guest spot on on that song on the cover and stuff. Yeah. So there's a little bit. I mean, Viterance there's a little though. bit, but they've always kind of been like the poser hardcore band to like. Or the they been like the way kind of
5: strata like every time we saw yeah. them, it was like they were they were supporting like a metal act. And then right. like, another hardcore band, like a local hardcore yeah. band opening.
3: It would be like they'd be playing there before Winds of Plague and he'd be standing there with a Bane shirt. God, and Winds standing in Plague. front of him, there would be like an under shirt, an asking Alexandria shirt, and then like have heart. Right. And it was like it was yeah, it was kind of cool. Kind of I don't know, I feel like they 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 brought a lot of kids into it and maybe like open their eyes up and stuff. So I, I I respect acts like that, you know. Yeah, For I
2: kind of I feel positively towards like uh, stick to your guns and stray from the path. I feel like they both kind of yeah, have. Yeah, I like them
3: too. I like their stray hearts. From the path as well.
2: Their hearts in the same place as a like as opposed to like I remember Scott Vogel like. Uh, totally shitting on the ghost inside being like that's your sister's hardcore uh (laughs) which i thought was like really funny uh but you never really heard people like shitting on on stick to your guns like that
5: um we grew up listening to like the christian metalcore and so it was like we would go see someone like uh for today and fucking stick to your guns is like the opening act and it was like very eye-opening in that regard because like we were coming from like a shelter background and you go see someone like Jesse screaming at the top as long as about veganism from the
2: stage and right it's like, oh what is this
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: i bet i bet also though that jesse wouldn't kick your ass for being gay that dude
3: that <laughs> exactly. was actually the first that was the first thing we heard him like pre-trans. yeah he was talking about prop 8 <laughs> way <laughs> yeah. back in the day he was talking about
2: prop 8 it, did he say that at the for today show because that yeah, that would have sure. been i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i think he was doing yeah. it
5: yeah Yikes. Yikes.
2: like indirect response to that dude right, exactly yeah that rules i mean this would have been
3: way this would have preceded time. way preceded uh anything with four to any drama with for today um this would have been like 2007 or 8 sure. or something cool. but yeah i mean he had a whole thing about like something i don't even remember what he said about trying to dictate who can love who or something like that and he yeah he was just going on about it for a minute and then they played they played a song you know people always forget like all that all that like mid-era like
2: the 2006 era deathcore does have like a fair amount of legit hardcore roots um oh, yeah. like yeah like stuff like animosity or even like suicide love, silence i know i know love mitch was silence. like a <laughs> AT visions fan i always call that first album the cleaning because i think it's really funny um <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, I fucking but... love deathcore. Like, Suicide Silence, Whitechapel, like All Shall Perish, impending doom, any of it. Job for Cowboy, <laughs> any of it. I love it. Yeah. Does I, that I, sound I,
1: coming I... back? Because I feel like that is sort of parallel to easy core, which is coming back.
3: Yeah, I think um... uh, deathcore. It's people aren't really calling it deathcore though. Like, yeah. I like people were calling it scrams and like. <laughs> I guess more cuz of like it was like a DIY thing but like like meth and black nail like that and sounds tweak. like fucking deathcore yeah. to me I remember yeah. being like
2: tweak black nail and meth like are all like in the same band lineage and i'm thinking like mm, what do all these names have in common exactly but uh, <laughs> but it's not um, like
1: coming back and like a metal injection uh, is gonna I, cover I your band i it? mean i
3: cool. mean hazing over yeah. you know yeah um, that, yeah it's, not either I, it's kind of wrapping up in that i don't know people aren't saying deathcore yeah. i feel like i i guess for some it's, reason it's a really but, great band
2: from
5: Dallas called creeping death
3: oh yeah really? yes.
5: yeah, that's creeping a good band.
2: death are so fucking good um and, I mean, kind of. I feel like there is like that kind of newer wave of like truly hardcore influenced death metal acts. Uh, like obviously the new Gate creeper record, which mm-hmm. has been like a smash hit, or like the kind of like the Maggot Stomp scene, Frozen Soul, and mm-hmm. all that. Um, Frozen Soul
3: is so I, awesome live.
2: I know. I know the Insect Warfare guys are in a Maggot Stomp band, Malignant Altar. That's really good. Uh, oh, really? Yeah.
3: Okay. Big Insect Warfare fan being from oh, Houston. Same. Me and Jake are from Houston, so. Yeah, uh, that, that band's so good. I will look
2: uh, Yeah, I do kind of just feel like, in general, the mid-2000s styles of popular heavy music are coming back. Because yeah. the people who are in the bands coming up got into heavy music through that. Like, the new Wrist Meat Razor song literally sounds like Bullet For My Valentine. That's the kind of thing that you're going to be hearing, is like... People in DIY hardcore bands putting, like, the catchy cradle of filth parts in their songs.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. need
4: <laughs> to Kyle, like,
5: two minutes of uh, Chili Pepper talk. Yeah, Kyle's
4: got ah, some Chili don't Pepper make talk, me. Out or he's going to die, so... <laughs> I've just been biting my tongue over here and my mouth is bleeding. Kyle's
3: favorite bands <laughs> are
4: the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Weezer.
3: And then what? and then Marietta. Marietta, <laughs> I'll
4: give you that. Wait. Red Hot Chili uh, Pepper and Weezer no longer. I'm no longer in my early college phase.
2: KP, do you like uh do you like Ned's Atomic Dustbin?
4: I don't know what that is.
2: Oh, they're uh they're a band from England from the early nineties, uh, who kind of occupy this sound between like dancey electronica and punk and funk and shoegaze okay um so basically like red hot chili peppers but smart yeah you know <laughs> uh so yeah. i if, if if you are ever feeling nostalgic for red hot chili peppers but don't want to actually listen to red hot chili peppers <laughs> that's me. uh check out their <laughs> check out their album godfather i think it's yeah, i think it's I'll, very uh, good
4: i'll listen to that for sure <laughs> no but yeah that's that's what i like learning guitar on it's just like red hot chili peppers and weezer i
2: i mean john Frusciante is objectively a very good guitarist yeah mm-hmm. like red hot chili peppers are except for anthony kiedis who has no actual talent whatsoever
4: uh everyone <laughs> yeah. in the red hot chili peppers <laughs> do you think that's true though good...
3: do you really think that's true ellie
4: do you really I think, think i think he's surrounded by so many actual like really good musicians that it's just like But
3: also like his charisma yeah. and stuff like he's yeah run, charisma
2: is not a talent
1: <laughs> okay but do you think that anyone could replace anthony kiedis in no, that band absolutely no. not i think i think like that's where that mental exercise kind of ends it's like you can't right. have that yeah band it's just like him. he is
3: he is irreplaceable like that voice wait, and that nonsense wait wait wait
6: wait.
2: hear me out red hot chili peppers but with daryl palumbo singing <laughs>
3: who is that <laughs>
4: oh yeah i don't
3: know
4: <laughs>
2: That's why I've been quiet this whole podcast. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, the singer of Glassjaw. Oh, oh okay. okay.
3: I don't know people's names, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's why. That's why this whole podcast, you'll hear Big me Sam. saying this band's singer or this band's guitar. Like, I don't know people's names, like unless it's under oath, like active under oath <laughs> right. members. I don't know their names. <laughs> I could hear him saying I would, Suck I, my I, kiss. I would, I would want to hear it. <laughs> What's his Suck
2: other
1: band's kiss. name? Oh, Head kiss. Automatica. Head Automatica, yeah.
3: Head Automatica rules so hard. Yeah, they have some or, really cool songs. That album's that's good, some yeah. like really cool pop music. Talking more about Foxing, Head Automatica <laughs> and Glassdraw, that I, I kind of like Smidley and Foxing, I kind of like I don't know, I kind of think of it similarly where it's like this other dancier maybe more fun project than than foxing you know like mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> smidley is for just because head automatica made me think of sass i got to bring this up the other day no this was yesterday i saw several people on my facebook saying yeah the blood brothers suck it, i i felt like my frontal cortex had been like completely removed were they young <laughs> it was like a, it was like around my age i i feel like the that final blood brothers record uh was like smack dab like when i started getting into like really underground shit um and that that final blood brothers record is obviously like one of their more popular ones young mm-hmm. machetes um and i i always have felt like blood brothers was like very very formative band for me and for a lot of other people um They're
1: amazing. yeah
2: but it's it's just weird to me that someone could think they're boring because their songs boring are so boring. Yeah, are so. They People said boring. So many specifically, they things. said boring.
3: I think That's you so could say
2: obnoxious. I, like, I could <laughs> see someone,
3: yeah, I yeah. can see someone saying annoying or something or hard to listen yeah. to. But but actually, they said boring? boring.
2: Their songs go in ten million different directions at once. Yeah, but they all are still grounded in a central like sonic idea. Like hearing someone say that like the title track off burn piano island burn is boring (laughs) nonsense
3: it's that's a that's a very weird uh criticism to react against (laughs) some blood brothers to call them boring it's the
5: same person who the only thing i could think of Zack snyder's justice
3: the only thing i can (laughs) think of is if they if they find because like as they went along their guitar their guitar playing got more skeletal and minimal like yeah. as their career it's, went on that's the only thing i can think of is if they don't like that kind of minimalistic line they had uh it's because they had a vote a lot of brother
2: and participating is because they had
3: that's that's why they
2: had that weird spindly guitar yeah progression. It's,
3: it's so great
6: yeah is it the, these, these arms are snakes man, or hot so cross so
3: that share members or am i making both of that up because I like both of those bands as well. And I what? always group Chemical Brothers, Hot Cross, These are Snakes all together. I don't know why. Uh,
1: it's Cody um, Votolato. I forgot what his other...
3: Waxwing, I
2: think, is his other thing.
1: That's the other um, Votolato. Oh,
2: Rocky. Well, Cody Votolato was in Waxwing for
1: a little bit. Oh,
2: anyway, yeah. I yeah. love all that it's, music. Um... That
3: late, post-Screamo-type dance yeah. Screamo stuff. I love that kind of music.
1: Cody's in Cold Cake. That'll... That makes sense. And he was in that Merge Records indie band, uh, Telekinesis.
2: Never listened to them.
1: Not that great. You know who is great? Jaguar Love. Love that album. Right. Neon Blonde too. That was a MySpace yeah. song of mine. Had, had uh, headlines.
5: Yeah. Oh. Okay. What were your My? Let's do MySpace song.
4: <laughs> I uh, I did not have a MySpace, so I I cannot participate. What are you talking about? Okay, really? Like, look, yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have a have Facebook until like 2009 or anything like that. I was a loser, y'all. I don't, I don't... What would your MySpace <laughs> song have been?
5: Big we already two- talked eight, about Red Hot Chili Peppers.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> Which song, though? Stadium Arcadium probably just came out, and it would yeah, probably be some accurate. B-side off that, because okay. that's what I like the best, I guess. <laughs> Ellie? 2006.
2: Um. I don't know. I wanna. I. I. would I'd, I'd want to say that like, by two thousand nine or so, my. My. MySpace song probably would have been something like "Seen is to Be Seen" or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But two thousand in two thousand six, I got to be honest, it was probably like a like a like a Fall Boy B side. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> B side.
4: It was.
2: Yeah. It was. Pro- it was probably like a. It's, it's not just the side effect of the cocaine. I think it's love or, or one of those, one of the acoustic ones.
3: My first MySpace song ever, I remember exactly what it was. It was Hurt. It was, the, it was Johnny Cash's the... cover of Hurt. Wow.
5: <laughs> Very that was,
3: that's, also, that's one of my favorite songs of all time is that cover. And it was the first song I ever learned on guitar as well. And like yeah, that was my first MySpace song was was that. And then I remember, I changed it, cause it it quickly became like, oh, you want to have like the heaviest song as your MySpace <laughs> song, so right? It was, uh, it was Norma Jean, uh, one of their songs. Uh, it would have had to have been off Redeemer, uh, not right. Bless the Martyr, but it, it was it was one of the songs off Redeemer, I'm sure. And then I definitely know at one point, Nail Dead Risen was my myspace song as well from impending doom nail dead risen <laughs> the title track off that album that just starts with him growling as loud as he can nail dead risen and then the blast beats come in where the whole band comes in on risen risen. <laughs> the best intro to a song ever kyle did you have a myspace
1: me yeah yeah it, and yeah. uh one, one of them was the neon blonde song and i i, I think oh, yeah. one of them i don't think i ever had like a heavier like Something like that, but I I know I'd, it was definitely like a mates of state song at one point too. Oh, that makes that makes so sense. Apparently, you have to have Oregon <laughs> in your band for uh, to <laughs> have it be my MySpace song. <laughs> nice,
3: Oregon's a great instrument.
2: This is this is definitely I think like a little pre MySpace, but I I know that I was listening to music with Dina in the car the other day. And I put on the first Hot Hot Heat album, and she was uh. like a. A boy that I was talking to on AOL Instant Messenger told me to listen to Hot, Hot Heat, and that's why I <laughs> like them now.
1: <laughs> that band has Screamo cred? They do.
2: They do. Yeah, they they um, did a split with the Red Light Sting.
1: Yeah, and they were on uh, Dim Mac, right? I uh, Probably Dim Mac. They,
2: the Steve Aoki's label. Because yeah. um, they're part of that, also that whole like Pretty Girls Make Graves kind of wave. Mm-hmm. But they were I think that red light sting record came out on Sound Virus, which uh is a label that is like really hard to even find online like r- vinyl rips of nowadays. There's like this one this one band called Celia Shawcross that I've been trying to find a vinyl rip of like for literally seven years. It's so hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus <laughs> that's what it's going to be like for us. In like 10 years, <laughs> people are going to be looking for an IOIN rip and they'll never find it. All right. You know, I just well, can't we... wait to flip my test presses in like five years and make some money finally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so we're still talking about foxing?
3: <laughs> yeah, about foxing. The sword in the video, that seems to have started kind no, of a trend I think where maybe. Where we're going with that conversation is that they've become the arcade fire of emo, right? Mm. Are these the do Arcade Fire? I I I know. I think I know two songs by Arcade Fire: "No Cars Go" and I can't think of the other one. Probably something from Funeral. Probably. I mean, funer- I, Funeral. I always think of as the good Arcade Fire album.
6: Mm-hmm. I just never.
3: Like, I I've never. Something about that sound. It's something about that that type of music. I've just never uh, connected with it. Really, raise anatomy for. There's also that band minus the bear. Y'all remember that band? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the
2: Minus the bear.
3: What? Xbox. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I uh, didn't know that. Th- th- it's awesome, but there's just something about that sound of music. It just doesn't grab me. Uh, to like, like, really pull me in, like, like, you know. So I, I, I'm bad at. I don't know a lot of indie stuff. It lacks a little bit of aggression, so maybe that's why. You well, know, well, no, it's not or just, kind just of that. A-
4: they were kind of aggressive live, when I saw them in like 2000. Yeah, minus like their live set was like, fair. yeah, definitely like what well, like we said earlier. One of those bands, it's like really good live and kind of sounds a little bit different live that you kind of have to hear. Sure. Mm-hmm. But their their recordings are definitely like
3: super tame. <laughs> yeah, it's not just the aggression because like Page of the Lion is like in my top three probably acts mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's there's something else. I'm not sure. It's the, the yeah. guitars, the delay. And stuff like that, kind of. I, I'm not sure. Something about the Sonics, they just don't, they don't grab me the same way as other stuff does. Mm-hmm. But it's so big, like pe- it's such a touchstone for so many people. And then for me to just like really have no experience with it, it's a little alienating sometimes.
5: <laughs> and you grew up in Houston.
3: What? What does that have to do with anything? Is it, when isn't Win Butler from like? He's from like the Woodlands. Like,
5: that's what the album Suburbs is about, is, like, the suburbs of Houston. Wait, did he um, move to Canada? Yeah. I think oh, he's in
1: Texas oh. I didn't know like, that at all. <laughs>
5: yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. I know they had, they spent some period of time, like, some formative years outside
4: of Houston. In the suburbs. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, cr-
2: it's, crazy that, really it's crazy that he could be from Houston, move to Canada, and... And then sound so soy so soon.
6: <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm joking, of course. I'm gonna snack
1: yeah. on like Morning Star Farms bacon as soon as this is over. <laughs> okay, I think we should finish out with some quick hits. Uh, there's a new old uh, Michael Sarah Palin track that released, and they announced that they're working with uh, the Moon Physics label project oh
4: nice yeah is I
1: mean, is awesome.
3: yeah like. kyle's gonna be all over this one
4: i like michael sarah a lot i got a bunch of my friends who are really even into emo on that train a few years ago and they like him a lot too i haven't i stopped and listened to the song or i think i did uh for a little bit like in the car and passing but i need to give it like a true listen but yeah uh, i don't know if they're like back to like like you say yeah i don't know if it's like that they're like back together back together or not they
2: they are like like, so there's there's like
4: they're in the pandemic time so it's hard to like yeah be productive as a band
2: they're yeah one of the few like celebrity portmanteau names that isn't insufferable
4: (laughs) yeah i thought of one the other
3: day if i remember it i'll message it to you i'm not gonna try to take time to remember it right now
4: it was really fucking uh, good natalie portmanteau (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) that's great no it was really good so was this, was this Michael, Sarah Palin, was it supposed to be like a part of a bigger release or are they just like, here's an old track?
1: I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if it was like a B-side or just like an unreleased thing. But I, I uh, think
2: hmm. it was a track that they had written but hadn't ever Recorded like, it. Uh, yeah. polished or, or put out yeah. in the world yet. Yeah. So. Nice.
1: Cool. Yeah, I thought that that track was really good and it made me uh, listen to them. I didn't listen to them for like a really long time. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah good sleepy i don't think we've really talked about them that much uh but they announced their debut lp uh for no sleep finally and that is coming out this spring as well
3: yeah i don't think
2: don't i've sleep ever on it
4: <laughs> i don't think i've heard of uh or heard good sleepy but were they, no were they on that is... split with nope or am i thinking of like a
3: different yeah they were yeah oh okay. yeah i like nope a lot actually yeah,
2: yeah they're part of that like uh not as twinkly but definitely like really catchy and slightly Mm -hmm. more aggro wave like uh i i kind of like put them in the same type of uh realm as like equipment um yeah who i that's who i also like decided that i really like i put (laughs) off listening to equipment for a long time me
1: too uh until that ep came out
2: they have really
3: great hooks they have great hooks
2: um, and that's the second track on that e p has like such a fucking good build up i i'm I'm a sucker for that like mid track tension so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I saw it was way a long time okay. ago like that minecraft gig where equipment they were like doing songs like but it was like all these different styles like it was like one was in like a country style and one was in like a chip tune style, and like I right. think most of them were like chip like kind of remix like that it was awesome it was so good <laughs> uh but yeah good sleepy uh yeah no sleep is really scooping up they're they're doing stuff yeah yeah want that jail socks record to drop though same you know drop, drop it it's Been over. a while yeah, they <laughs> um the
1: no sleep signed dad bond who I think uh roddy hipped us to on the mm. freshman class which is a name that I wouldn't, which, which which is a band I would never check out based on that name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a name. If someone recommends it.
4: Yeah. 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 With good. Yeah,
1: I'll check it out. Those,
3: yeah.
2: This third one here you have, I'm very excited about because I, I haven't heard anything about this. Yes. I haven't so, either.
3: I'm looking so, at this too and I'm like,
1: is this. So it was on the God City Instagram that. Uh, oh, that explains that. I don't and, use Instagram. And and God City was like, or Kurt Blue was like, haven't recorded these guys in fifteen years, and it was fucking yeah. gospel.
6: What the
3: fuck?
1: I've talked about gospel a couple times on this podcast,
2: not enough. But anyone who is listening to this, uh, who has not heard the gospel album "The Moon Is a Dead World," yeah. I encourage you to do so, if only to listen to the drumming. Yeah, which is the best drumming I've ever heard in my entire life. It's yeah. so goddamn good.
1: And even gospel if you aren't wild. like a scrams person, like you will like that
3: record, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just white belt, yes.
3: <laughs> you know. <laughs> like gospel is really cool and Kurt Ballou, like I mean obviously it's like as of as like a celebrity level producer of the scene and stuff it turns out amazing sounds. Like I, I, I like nails I fucking love Nails like the guitar tone on whatever that album is called after Unsilent Death what's it oh, called abandon uh, all life nastiest fucking guitar tone I've ever like just the most unruly untamable tone like amazing I I and Converge is you know another Con- like
2: Converge is Converge
3: probably top 3 band for me you know yeah. uh yeah i i know i keep saying that all these bands are my favorite band but <laughs> it's like there's a few Your bands like i say i, I i'm bad band. at keeping up with current stuff i don't spend a ton of time like listening to music and like hunting for twinkly emo and stuff so it's like yeah there's like a few bands that i'm just absolutely obsessed with and like under oath converge nirvana i i think about how good nirvana is like once a week there's
2: such you a said what <laughs>
3: I just said I think about how good Nirvana is at least once a week. Like I, a fucking... I think about Nirvana probably daily. It's not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes like something something comes through my head of like you know, this thought or this thought about a song or this thing and it's like, Oh yeah, that's like Nirvana. That's like a Nirvana yeah. thought. You know, like it's like one of one of my very first favorite bands.
2: Just one of the one of the first bands I ever like got really into like bootlegs. And live recordings. I wanted to track down everything yeah. that Kirk Cobain ever like was in the vicinity of being recorded. Just
6: yeah.
1: I had that one box set that was like three or three CDs and like a DVD when I was growing up. Um, With the lights out, is that the one where they're wearing the suit and tie? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. That one has uh, a ton of great, like underrated tracks on it. Pen Cap Shoes yeah. on that. Yep. Um, yep.
1: Um, one thing about the gospel thing though is uh do you think this could be another like Jerome's dream scenario? Where yeah, like, um,
3: I think the potential is always there, unfortunately. That it's it's not gonna be that great and it's kind of a cash in
5: who knows. Well gospels
3: I mean, aren't asking people for money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. I mean yeah, that's it's yeah, that's but very true. I
1: think like most people would wish that that or I think most people wish that Jerome Stream didn't record the LP just so we could have that perfect catalog sort of thing. Yeah. Right. But I've also heard like a lot of
2: people say that they genuinely like the new Jerome Stream stuff.
3: I, yeah. I, I think it's fine. And it's I feel similarly about it to, to Under Oath. Me and Jake have talked a lot about this with, you know, Under Oath coming back and putting out Erase. Erase me. me. Yeah. And you know, as a Under Oath super fan, like Erase Me is
4: you and know, it hurts
3: <laughs> a bit like it does like it hurts a little bit. And then watch walk- watching the making of that album. It hurts a lot. And then but but then, you know, the other thought is like, who fucking cares? Like they've mm. been a band for so long. They deserve to live off their name alone. Like they've been doing this for so long. Like who cares? Like I like, honestly play the festivals make. I hope that they make more money than they've ever made. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Like good yeah, for yeah. Do it. Fucking do it.
5: Those other records are
3: still fucking great. Yeah, like amazing. (laughs) Every record except Erase Me is like an amazing, amazing record. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: um, so Will Yip raised ninety thousand dollars for the AAPI Fund, which is like one of the Stop Asian Hate funds, and yeah, it's crazy. Like that, like Will Yip of all people. So much money. Yeah. Um, and it was via like raffle and donations
6: did y'all mm-hmm.
3: see the stuff they were giving away yeah, it was like insane. there was some amazing stuff like in there like even just some of like like Thursday giving away like test presses and stuff like even just like small stuff like that it was just mm-hmm. like such cool shit and like, like gear too that, yeah, yeah and then that, that was, that cool. was yeah. obviously like the big ticket shit like that was so cool but like everyone just like even even if it was small like had something cool and unique to offer up and like it was it was really cool to see I mean like like we were talking about earlier, a lot of those bands like Touche, La Dispute and all that's like that wave, like that time from that, like that's like a very fixed moment in my mind. Like because it happened like right when I was getting into it and it was like happening and like all those bands were like the shit and they were like the new thing. So then to see like years and years later, they've raised all this money for this cool cause. And it's like, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was awesome. Like it yeah. was so cool. That That shit really did blow up.
1: Right, yeah, I, like, I don't think it's, like, a competition to see, like, who who can raise the most money, but, like, it's just but, like, cool that so many people are participating. Yeah, yeah. and, it's like, it's a, a guy from, like, our of, scene. Like... But...
3: And it's also, like, it's also, like, the biggest acts, like, of this kind of music, basically, yeah. as well, like, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of doing this, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's uh, a Pitchfork interview with Will that came out yesterday
1: about it. Yesterday, right, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was, it was great. It was nice. I,
3: re- I read through that.
1: I don't think we need to spend much time on this because like, I don't think any of us really had any personal... Right um, moments with it, but um, yeah, one the, the the guitarist from Oso Oso passed away last week. Um, it, Tavish. Tab- Tavish, yeah. Obviously, he had many close friends Huge in that in and, that world, yeah. and the things that people were saying, especially like Jade's statement on Facebook, was just like Jade's was statement absolutely me, like, crushing. Oh,
3: it, yeah. Do not believe that we have a personal story at all. I think there's maybe a chance that we were under the same roof at some point, but I, I had never met them. But yeah, it was it was it was tough to see, even not knowing them and and all the people. It was the vol? Yeah, just the it was just vol- the vol. It was just outpouring. the amount of yeah. kind of outpouring and like it's even people that like most of the people that were posting about it and stuff. Like I don't, I I didn't even know, but you know Regina was affected by it. Uh, fairly directly so that was you know that was a part of it but yeah it it's hard to see like someone go and it's like that much of an impact like yeah Mm -hmm. that much of a kind of resonating like Mm effects after the fact and it really makes you like think about the kind of person that they were even not knowing them it's like you you wonder like the kind of person that they were like it seems like they were just awesome like i don't Mm -hmm. know it sucks it It really sucks it
2: just it makes it it makes you feel like you want to have as much of a positive impact on people before you go, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And so young.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Super young, super talented. Just a extremely positive force who yeah. will be missed. Yeah. Rest Best in, in peace. power. And then Harmony Woods put out a surprise album just with no announcement. Just hit it. Hit, yeah. hit Spotify at midnight and a lot of people are saying like it's one of the best things that's come out this year. I don't think we've really yeah. talked about Harmony Woods at all on this podcast, uh, but she's always been running adjacent to the scene. I know like she's mm-hmm. worked with uh Jake from modern baseball a lot. Yeah,
2: I've I've never listened to Harmony Woods. I took social norms aside in that beef. Um <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I don't think Boy, anyone remembers I even that know. I don't even uh, know about that. Oh man. Uh no, back years ago. I think like when we were doing like episode three of, of this podcast. So <laughs> around that era. Yeah. Um uh, this this guy who uh makes music under the name social norms said something like really, really creepy up towards Harmony Woods, like on Reddit. And they Harmony Woods how I, I'm not sure how old she is, but she was like Pretty young at the time, and yeah. the, this social norms dude was like, I don't know, thirty something, mm-hmm. <laughs> late twenties, early thirties. So it just kind of had like a oh, pulling my collar kind yeah. of kind of feeling. Um, and she like tweeted about it, and people were flaming him. I don't know if people say flaming anymore, but I'm saying flaming. <laughs> uh, and he like he like messaged the Reddit mods to be like, can you guys please tell people to stop? Uh-huh. It was, uh, and it was just like super funny because Social Norms also just re-releases the same album like over and over and over again. Like <laughs> does the mass follow and unfollow thing? Yeah, no, no. Harmony Harmony Woods is cool. Um, yeah, I started to it. Yeah, the the music's not super duper up my alley, but it's definitely like adjacent to my alley, and I can recognize that it's like really well done songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: I think more what I was, like, kind of taken with, like, you kind of mentioned it, Ellie, but it's just so young. Um, Yeah. Like, cranking out, like, music of this quality, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes next.
3: Yeah, I I like Harmony Woods uh, quite well uh, overall, honestly. Um, Really good pop songs, like, sad pop kind of singer-songwriter style. I I like the, the palette that they use a lot. Like, the production on the new stuff sounds really good, but the old album I'm more familiar with. And I like the guitar playing a lot and everything and the vocal performance a lot. Uh, really hooky, good songs. The new album, it seems to be really catching on. And with like Bartise behind it and stuff, yeah. it's going to like get more eyes on it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that she definitely has potential to like really blow up, like, like really, like yeah. really blow up. It seems yeah. like, you know, Taylor Swift and co are kind of like her inspiration at like the root of it maybe. And I feel like like she maybe has potential to like make that kind of jump. Like awesome. yeah, she's like on that same stuff. Phoebe
2: Bridgers trajectory. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But and that's yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah. that the type of thing I respect it, you know. But that whole Phoebe Bridgers Harmony Woods thing, it's just uh, it's hard for me to get into because I hate women.
6: Yeah. I really. Um, obviously. I really... I mean, <laughs>
1: As
5: long as as long as she doesn't start smashing her guitar, I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Don't take it too far now.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Poor Kyle. Yeah, I've always kind of related Harmony
3: Woods to like Nervous Dater, though, as being like a similar kind of sound. And I love Nervous Dater as well. I Um, I also adore Nervous Dater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that album from way back. What was it called in 20 20- the other one I can't remember now Oh don't now. be a stranger Yeah, don't be a stranger. God, I listened to that so many times. Like The title track
2: is just unreal. It's like, great.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a great another great kind of like emo pop uh thing. Yeah. Which it's not a genre I listen to that much of, but yeah, Harmony Woods, Nervous Dater, really good. Really good shit.
1: Yeah, I definitely think like the new Harmony Woods album is like the one that I think a lot of people are going to like take seriously and stuff Mm -hmm. oh
3: yeah and like she has the picture and that the statement like the kind of album statement yeah like going out all together and that's like the kind of shit like broad audiences like they will just like
5: eat that up yeah absolutely (laughs) like they'll
3: just glob onto that like it's it's yeah like i say she has like crazy potential i think Mm -hmm. like it's awesome
2: yeah 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 I, i i i really Want to live in a world where we can hear a Harmony Woods on the fucking radio? That'd be that'd yeah. be dope.
3: That would be awesome. <laughs> I thought Oso Oso was gonna do it for a long time, and they still have. Still I mean, can. Still still can. Time.
1: I, yes. they still, still have can. Yeah, they
3: still can. But yeah, I I feel like an Oso Oso song getting on the radio is is you know potential as well. Just because they're so clean and so well structured, so accessible. I, I just love.
2: i I really feel like we're heading towards another moment, kind of like in 2001 when Damn. you know thursday and jimmy Eat world and all that stuff started really breaking through or like 1991 when all that alternative stuff started yeah. breaking through i just it feel like we're awesome happy. like
3: if we come out of this pandemic and guitar music has a boom like that <laughs> would be really music cool didn't die
4: during the pandemic like
3: it, it would be really cool so yeah. for and then you know just for our our little side of things, you know, for Screamo to get that little boost that it inevitably would as well. Like, yeah. if stuff got big, like Mallcore did, like Screamo being adjacent to that, it also gets like this boost. Like, that would that would be so great. Like, if I could get my life settled out financially, yeah, I'm afraid that would be she, amazing. Uh, we're just big just Screamo
2: money,
3: hyper pop. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're I'm, it's gonna. Be- it's
2: going to be, it's going to, I mean, the revolution is going to look more like 100 gex than some people would prefer,
1: probably. Right. Yeah. If MTV I'm, plays like music, that. it's going to either be for your health or 100 gex.
6: Well,
5: no, <laughs> right. it's got to be, it's gotta uh, be oh. right, a 30 second. You got to make it just long enough for a TikTok. You know? Right. right. <laughs> got to start making singles for TikTok.
2: That's already happening. That fucking who's <laughs> that, is that... Corpse husband guy, the E girls are ruining my life guy.
5: Oh, we should announce record center is starting a TikTok.
2: No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: we're not.
6: <laughs> <laughs> this 32- I'm not. I'm old. not on
3: the TikTok. I'm not on the TikTok thing. I, I don't. I don't really back not it. Too old. There's, all right, uh, are we are we on the last
2: topic now?
1: <laughs> yeah, I already exited out. It's karate, right? Yeah, the Numero Group announced essentially that they're gonna handle the karate discography. And they put out like the LP or the first LP and the EP out on Spotify for the first time ever. Um, people of wow. the washed
3: up emo ilk are very excited about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I kar- karate has been
3: literally don't know forever. if I've ever listened to much of them. They're very, they're very good. They're kind, they
2: honestly like. Uh, once you get past the earlier, much more like straight up emo stuff, they almost kind of remind me of like Rye Coalition. And that it's like really rocked out math rock. I remember it's this like one. I listened to
3: "Cancel and Sing" Dan. because they were long. I remember I, I thought that this was cool that "Cancel and Sing" EP from 2002. Mm-hmm. I remember this. It has an 11 minute song and a 15 minute song. That's <laughs> tight. <laughs> I remember listening to that, uh, and that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm looking at this other stuff, and I'm I'll have to I'll have to listen through because i'm not i don't think i'm familiar unfortunately
1: i mean it's like it's weird because it's like they were definitely not like popular but there's definitely like right. a, there's like a very loud subsection a, of people that are like mm-hmm. there's a, it's a karate like a cult cult band like
3: yeah like, like karate the best band ever it's like a 100 people screaming Karate's the best band ever
1: yeah <laughs> that's yeah.
3: all
4: i've ever heard of yeah. them. it's just other people talking about how good they are <laughs>
1: Um, I didn't know this until recently and it was kind of wild to figure it out, but like my college girlfriend's favorite song ever was this song by the band called uh The Secret Stars. And I was like and and, and she was like, Oh, it's like this old Punkers like indie rock project, and I was like, Oh, that's cool, it's like a sweet song. And I didn't know this until last month, it's Jeff Farina's other post karate band.
3: Mm. <clears throat> that's funny know. that's
1: cool because like i thought it was like some like guy from like the casualties because she's like oh it's like an old punker and it's, it's yeah this fucking old emo punker. band
4: <laughs> yeah
6: yeah,
4: yeah i have to listen now that it's more accessible on spotify
1: <laughs> yeah i definitely had to get it from sophie's floorboard and keep it on my phone right oh,
2: oh all yeah so space. The floorboard is sick the Casualties suck so bad i'm sorry i, I just know. they <laughs> were such a bad, bad. band but <laughs>
3: But, like, there's no way to ignore, like, or, or deny the fact that, like, <gasps> I heard them in sixth grade and I had never heard anything like that or seen anything like that yeah, before. Like... And, like, like I, I had a punk phase, like, all through kind of, like, middle school, like, being very into the unseen and casualties. I was going to mention the, the unseen. addicts like, and yeah. the exploited. exploited. Yeah, that's the next
1: one.
5: Two, like, pick... Kids that were raised in like a Pentecostal church, yeah, like, that shit was, yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> I we could not, I, could not wrap our head around it, and could not listen to enough of it fast enough.
2: <laughs> so, uh, SLC Punk opens with Sex and Violence by the Casualties, like over like the opening credit se- sequence. Uh,
6: yeah.
2: Um, and the first time I had seen that movie, I had never listened. Or not by the Exploited, not the Casualties. I'm so fucking sorry, but. <laughs> yeah i had never listened to the exploited uh when i first uh saw that movie and i was obsessed with it watched it like 20 times immediately after i first saw it and i just kept thinking that the lyrics of that song were sexy fellas just (laughs) over and over again sexy fellas sexy fellas and i was like that's cool i mean
6: (laughs) (laughs) people Sexy people fellas. talk about early
2: people talk about early eighties hardcore and punk being like a little homophobic sometimes, but you know, that's
6: that's gay you representation. Got sexy, got fellas sexy fellas.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that then I went through a long period of if you're if 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 a member of your band has a mohawk, I'm not listening to you. I went through like a real long period <laughs> that's of my,
4: that. that's my rule. <laughs> uh,
2: just cause that drunk punk shit got like so exhausting yeah. and I just so. I just associate it with the kids' uh, shows who had, like, the ultra-clean new leather jackets from Cash for Chaos and, like, who were, like, really open about yelling the N-word. Like, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. It was such a big thing for a bit there, though. Like, that that type of punk. Like, like that just, like, shitty punk. Like, it was, like, so popular Thanks, for a minute. Sid. Shit kicker I think good. my... My favorite part of like
2: transitioning from punk into hardcore is that I just didn't have to hear people talk about Sid fucking vicious anymore. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, so
4: annoying. The Sex Pistols uh, suck. <laughs> is it that did it get brought up that much? I was never yeah. like I mean, type of music the, ever. Yeah, he's like the Beatle. The person, yeah.
2: I mean, there was, but it's because like only because I I was transitioning to hardcore from like very entry level punk, you know, mm-hmm. or like. Yeah every time it was like that early 2000s period where like there was always like these amazon list manias made by like 40 year old men being like here's the real punk sound yeah god yeah you've never heard of these bands in your life and it's just (laughs) (laughs) damned
3: damned oh that's another favorite band of mine (sighs) machine gun etiquette oh yes yeah the deluxe release of that i had that yeah, I smuggled that into my Pentecostal house, and that <laughs> shit changed my life. That that like the Damned are so good.
2: <laughs> People don't respect how influential the Damned was. On you don't hear not, them
3: brought up that much, really. Yeah, um, but Goth
2: is super influenced by the Damned, and so is fucking like almost all of American alt rock. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because. Uh, Bob Stinson from The Replacement said, yeah, I stole my entire style of playing from Captain Sensible.
3: Yep. That guitar playing is so cool. I was just talking about that the other day when we were watching the Teenage Halloween set on Audio Tree. Actually, their lead guitarist was reminding me kind of that DM style, that kind of punky shred style. And I was just like, yeah. I wish I could fucking play guitar like that. Like, I can't. I can't play guitar like that. But, like, I just wish I could kind of punk shred oh, like that. Oh, you talked
5: about them on the – well, maybe it wasn't the last episode. You were talking about Lurk a couple episodes ago. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah similar, similar shred style on that Brainless yeah. – is it Brainless?
1: If
2: you've uh, If you've never listened to The Damned, all you need, like, to start is smash it up that's yeah, a perfect that's
3: song. song smash it
2: up and anti-pope
3: yeah are like yeah.
2: and yeah, and man. and new rose rounded out to a top three
3: yeah <laughs> suicide whatever that one is that it's a real short track but he says these are the hands of a demented circus clown oh uh, shit wrapping <laughs> around your neck stuff like that song and it's that kind of waltz dun, 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 dun. oh that yeah song that's is like haunting. that's what i mean like i can't think i can't imagine like that
2: final Nick Cave, fucking not Nick Cave, but the, the final the birthday album birthday party album mm-hmm. uh release the bats. Like I can't imagine that without the damned.
3: Yeah, that kind of theatrical cinematic flavor to their albums and stuff. It's awesome. They're so cool. And they like wore costumes and everything, like
2: <laughs> that that song is literally called These Hands
3: oh it is called these hands yeah that's such a cool that's such a cool little moment in the middle of that album
2: you know you know what other first wave punk band fucking like shreds
1: and no one talks about uh dead boys sonic sonic Sonic, i feel like sonic producer is the only one that people talk about yeah but that whole young loud and snotty album is fucking great (laughs) i've never listened to the new york dolls do i need to
3: yeah yeah i feel like i feel like that's you just so really half and did. half i'm gonna say that you should just because when i was a kid i had a friend who was real into punk and he came in wearing a new york doll shirt and it's just a bunch of dudes and drag yeah and i was like what the hell is that and then i listened to it and it sounds nothing like you would expect it to sound but it's interesting uh, like their aesthetic versus their sound and their personality and stuff. So it it they're they're interesting, but I feel I, like they were a gimmick, kind of a gimmick punk band. Well, there's but some point where gimmick-
1: like listening to like the Sex Pistols, where I like gave up when I was a youth. I was like, this is not good music, but the aesthetic is what is what I'm yep. coming here for. Yep. Right. There's very few, I think, early. Like
2: first wave punk bands that like truly hold up. Like I think the Buzzcocks really hold up. Yeah, um, they're a good band. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Crass's lyrics hold up. Uh, the music was never meant to be listenable, really. Yeah, absolutely. They'll
5: yeah. just gotta get more fucked up
2: yeah but it start it starts getting cooler when you start getting into like the power pop and post-punk like wings like the jam are have always been really fucking good the undertones were a really good band stooges um, are like are the exception stooges, stooges. the
3: wipers
1: yeah the wipers uh wire um i Gang like of television which is more on like the indier side but yeah
2: yeah marquee moon is uh is a solid record um I the I, I used to really love the Ramones, but now the only record of theirs I can go, like, truly go back to is uh, Road to Ruin. That's, like, sure. the only one that I think, like, stands up all the way through.
3: <laughs> yeah, that early punk, I mean, it's just not all that melodic, a lot of it. It's not that pleasant to listen to. And again, I feel like it was more of, like, a live thing. Like, it's like you see it live and it kind of clicks and you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of where it, where it got its fire from more than more than just like listening to albums.
2: Yeah, I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't bring up the Stooges because most people kind of consider them to be like proto-punk, but I yeah. do think uh, all three of those of, of those original albums hold up pretty well, um, especially uh, Funhouse, which has like just some fucking like riffs on it. <laughs> This is
3: fun, this is This
2: is a court.
1: wide-ranging episode.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, you don't
5: have to do any editing either. Just like upload
1: this. Yeah, just upload this We three literally hour... just crossed 3 hours on the record. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah, this is a sick episode.
3: Yeah. yeah. Thanks y'all. Yeah. thank you so much for asking us. Yeah, absolutely
5: a pleasure to be on.